If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, a mysterious, all-powerful character, but a crusader for law. Hello, everybody, welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book review show where we take the books from the past week, and then we recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Uh, we also have, it's a sponsor of sorts. Uh, if you are in the chat and you're watching the show live, two things. First of all, guess what? You're a secret sponsor. If you want to sponsor today's episode, use Super Chats. Ask a question or make a comment. We'll read it here on the show, the proceeds of which go into our pockets uh so to speak and i don't then, have any pockets well okay my pockets and i'll hold on to it for you and you as well <laughs> uh also our friends over at inside editions have a 35 percent off promo code you can use pop 35 or just use the link in the chat right now uh it's pinned at the top of the window so you just scroll right up there we can get something fun like uh this new book that is either out or coming out soon cooking with deadpool which it's gotta be a reference to cooking with dog right i mean like come on Maybe. I don't know. I I would like to see this show, Ryan Reynolds. Oh you seem God, to like yeah. the internet. And, and you're clearly a watcher of the show. Oh, yeah. No, Ryan, Ryan is a Ryan. big fan of uh, not only Off the Rack, but also Comic Pop as, as well. We actually rejected him from back issues when we first started. Was he was so, like, come on. Yeah, he, all he wanted to do. It was so sad. Yeah, it was. I, I regret it a little bit now, <laughs> but I think I think Ben's worth it. So we uh, we we have uh, we have this thirty five percent off promo code. Check it out if you're interested in saving uh, some cash on checkout over at Inside Editions. If you're not familiar, they make a lot of fun books. Uh, that's it. I'm legit looking forward to this one. Yeah, this just came in the mail today. We so literally I just got it. We haven't had a chance to really look through. it I haven't much, had a chance but... to look through it at all, but I'm really looking forward to this just because of like the ability that they'll have to like really break the fourth wall with this book yeah make general. a make a cookie book kind of fun yeah well it's like deadpool can actually like comment on this right and of course you have to know that chimichangas oh naturally are in here All right. so yeah you know now's your chance yes and before we even get started i will mention uh, at the top of the hour of course kevin feige did confirm not only is deadpool ryan reynolds in the mcu i know also will be r-rated yeah or at least they're planning they're teasing on teasing on r-rating i mean I'm he said it will be r-rated yeah. Which is more than a tease, I'd say. And I'm I, only saying I, that because I saw a lot of articles said tease. I know. And I'm like, is that a tease if yeah, he says it's going to be our... Tease is safe. That's the thing. Is tease it like, is safe. Feige said it in an interview about something else two years before <laughs> Deadpool 3 is coming out. So like, you know. He's a, he's a section about smash cocking the chicken. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So Brian Rowland's helping us out. Says, can't wait uh, for the new comic and future state talk good to see the future of dc stays consistent with wally was still being a murderer Ugh. Uh, well um i will say this tomorrow on elseworlds exchange uh i have a special guest who confirms that not only is future state flash not in continuity but also that wally is getting his due uh and that is to say he won't be a murderer or at the very least he won't be 100 percent responsible for said murders from previous uh you know stories so if you want to see more about that definitely check out elseworlds exchange it is pre-recorded it will not be live but it will be live to you so please watch the episode um uh, nate dog uh, for some reason my comic shop had the dc books out early so i read death metal and the first wave of future state almost two weeks ago agreed whoa yeah i i saw that a lot of shops were doing that uh nothing you can do about that uh josilla snapback to dc's confusing new reality oops there goes gravity that's amazing thank you very much for your nice <laughs> reference that's awesome 
Oh, he raps crappily. Uh, Jeffrey Candolo, DC's New Age of Heroes 2 Electric Boogaloo, but honestly, I hope more of them stick around past the two volumes. I know New Wonder Woman will. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have every confidence that New Wonder Woman will not only survive uh, the, the rollback, roll but also the... Um, yeah, she's going to be integrated like wholeheartedly into, the, into this with only one issue out. Uh, Brandon Jatico... Uh, just got, finally got to catch a live show. Just wanted to show my support. Well, thank you very much, Brandon. You are showing your support, and you're doing a great job of it. Thank you very much for checking out the show, and we'll see you as you as we roll forward. Now, Witherspoon, thanks you guys for the email and the shout out on Twitter. Glad you guys enjoyed the rings. Next time, I'll have to make sure Amazon lets me do a gift <laughs> message. Thank you, Niall, for your no, support. Thank you so so much. If you haven't already seen it, uh, the letters page came out yesterday. It's a show where we open up letters and packages from the audience. Niall was kind enough to send us. The entire spectrum of, yeah. uh, of of lantern rings. They're amazing. They're amazing. They're next to the power battery. They're super fun. And uh, yeah. So. And, and thank you for letting us know. We don't always get to find out sometimes. That's if, true. Like, if a message is lost along the way. So that is appreciated. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's it called? Uh, Raj Patel. Anyone's feel, anyone else feel like Dan DiDio was breathing behind them after reading Future State? The Flash. Also, Future State Wonder Woman and Future State Swamp Thing were amazing. Good to know. That you felt that way uh yeah man uh well future state it's the question is whether future state is i mean like 5g was absolutely didio slash the higher ups uh it was made without love it was made without like any kind of like personal stakes it was just made for the corporation so i can imagine that's probably a uh, big time what it's going to be um but i think that now that these new creators have a chance to like infuse some of their own talent into these characters you know i think there's something there uh john jay's hi what's up from london hope you're all good you too man thank you very much thank you. let's be honest nothing from future state is going to stick except a couple of bat related things i bet none of the bat related things stay i guess they i guess the future state of us will know that's right yeah oh you mean this the version of us that might be technically in the future but more certainly will not be yeah well, I just meant literally the future. Oh, no, the literal future. We will literally. know. Time will tell. Yes. Uh, Cam senses the outsider story, specifically the double-page katana splash in the next Batman, was worth the price of admission. Fair enough. Um, I, and, I have uh, to put this away. Yeah, that's because, good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually really like it a lot. <laughs> and Pricey Eddie 40, fun fact, the natural enemies of spiders are clones. It's true. Apparently, because Miles it's... Morales is getting a clone. You thought it was a goblin. Yeah. Because that's what every nature documentary has told that's you. That's right. The natural enemy in the animal kingdom of the spider is the goblin. Yeah. No, it, it, it's actually, it's true. Yeah. So uh, let's jump into some books. Um, I'm going to say really quickly on the top, uh, I read Amazing Spider-Man 56. 57 comes out next week or literally in two days. Yeah. Uh, it's, of course, by Spencer and Bagley. I've been singing the praises of this arc for a while. I have to say at the end of it, because this is technically the last, that was the Dove's last issue. Mm -hmm. And now they're doing the post-mortem X issue. Mm -hmm. uh, this does not technically qualify as a story, as it does not have a mid beginning, middle, and end. It does not have a structure. Uh, it is just a bunch of stuff that happens and sets up more. Uh, so I will give it like a D. It, okay. It was a colossal letdown. And never actually does anything. A D for donut? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it goes right in the file. I love the fact that Spider-Man villains love 
tearing Spider-Man's suit yes, apart. Yes, yes. Well, it's a good visual metaphor. They're, they're, they're splitting him in half, it you is. know, without it making it gory. Yeah, it is. But they're just like, they're just so mad at him. They're just... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, yeah, that's that's the cover. It's Osborne and your, Kingpin. Yeah. Your Hobgoblin. My Hobgoblin statue. Statue. Yes, ripping. which was a gift from you. Thank you very much. I was just trying to get a little shout out. Well, it's great. No, I was not. <laughs> uh, go to Instagram.com slash official. See me open that Hobgoblin statue that I got for the holidays. And uh, or just watch the like back issues in a in a month, yeah, and you'll see him appear. Yeah, no, it's great. For sure. Such a great statue. Uh, so yeah, uh, it, it's disappointing. Uh, it's great to see Bagley back, but I remember when they like first touted the Amazing Spider-Man relaunch with Spencer, and they were like, "We got Ryan Otley, we got Pat Leeson, we got Nick Spencer." Ah, fuck it, just give it to Bagley. And it's like good because Bagley knows what he's doing. He does some great stuff, but like you could tell that like it wasn't written for Bagley. It was just like. I wrote this thing. It's, it's, this title is getting away from Spencer the way that, like, I don't know. Like something. Insert metaphor here. <laughs> but it's certainly gotten away from him. Page not found. Yeah. Just, it's just, it just blue screen. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so no. Okay. Um, that's, that's a big no for me. Uh, but yeah, check that out, I yeah. guess. It's, you know, it could be better, is what I'm saying. Mm hmm. Uh, whoa, Pudo. Uh, hi, Tiff. Hi, Sal. Nothing hi. pithy or funny for me to say today, but glad you're doing well. Keep the lights on. Thank, Thank you very you. much Thank for you your very support, much. man. Appreciate uh, that. So, yeah, what else we got? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Mm -hmm. Do you want to start in the past or in the present? Future? <sighs> yeah, I guess the present. What do you got? Eternals came out. Yes, Eternals number one. <laughs> I was one. like, I don't know where we're going with this, so I'm just going to have to say something. Yeah, yeah. Eternals came out, uh, written by Kieran Gillen with art by Asad Rivik. Yep. Uh, am I correct about that? Yes, yeah, you are. I am. Yeah, that's I right. I read a couple of things this week, so give me a break, everybody. Yeah. Um. So that was awesome. Yeah. And by the way, apparently, I, I don't know if it's, we, you know, I haven't been, I wasn't at the comic book store this week. I bought all digitally this week mm -hmm. but i look for it in your comic book store but also if you don't see it in uh on comicsology i picked up a free version of it called eternals never die never win and it's just ribbix pencils like yes. uncolored and it's dope i know how much you love ribbix pencils and prefer I, like when it comes to a, an artist like that enhanced pencil i straight up do and like it really does work and like that's the thing with ribbix like ribbix there's like you know he's not like a a perfect panel artist you know no. what i mean like you'll get some panels that are rough and you're like woof but yeah and it's kind of like it's it's jarring but at the same time you still recognize the like the inherent talent yes there. because it's like they're rough but it's like i know why it's rough because like then you go to the next page and it's like there's all the time all the time went in right mm -hmm. right here he's also not afraid to like draw people like looking realistic and so they're not always the most like super attractive they can be yeah but he's um, not like concerned with making the most attractive people he's, no he's concerned with giving you character no it's true there's like this great shot of uh zura sitting in a throne oh. and it just gives you some straight up like thor conan vibe yep. it's very dope very just oh loving yeah. it um so this is a book i'm sure not a lot of folk picked up because it's the eternals no um uh, and yeah. this is a book that's probably out because there was gonna be a movie and there's still gonna be a movie at some point and yeah. it definitely sets up some changes that we're probably going to see reflected in that film like some gender changes and just some like status quo changes, but probably the last time you saw the Eternals was either when we've chatted about Neil Gaiman's version of the Eternals, or maybe you've read a little bit more of the Eternals and you remember when all the Eternals died. 
Yes, they all killed in, themselves uh, because they found out that like the, the Celestials are a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, well, it's actually it's funny because it's like it's almost like an allegory for like angels and God and yeah. Christian like you know lore, right? Where it's just like, oh, they found out they like the humans better, right? And so they just and we're here for nothing. Yeah, and but because the, the Eternals they can always come back thanks to the machine, and that's kind of where this is picking up. Now, here's the key to all of this: you don't have to know necessarily all of this to jump into this book. No, well, they explain it to you; they're just yeah, to you. Gillen really does a, a, a stand-up job of like. If you read it, you're going to pick up some stuff here and there and be like, oh, yeah, like, I remember that from this run. I remember that from this. But if you didn't read it, you're probably going to be okay. Right. Um, But that is kind of Gillen's thing. Like, he's just a strong storyteller. And here's the thing about this book. The fact is, like, you may not care about the Eternals. But it's so well written that this might be a book you might enjoy. Especially because if you want to be on the ground floor of something that, like, not a lot of people know everything I, about. This is going to possibly shape up to be one of those people where it's like, how, or one of these runs where it's like, how do I get into the Eternals? So it's like, you could pick up Gaiman's run of the Eternals, yep. or you could pick up Gillen's run of the Eternals. Depending on how this Pretty goes. Pretty much every run, because there's another run between Gillen yeah. and, uh, no, no. and Gaiman, but, like... Again, it, it was not celebrated. It's not no. the one that they point to. No, but for me, it always comes down to not necessarily the story, but for a, a, a group of characters like this, I think a lot of times it comes down to the storyteller. Totally. And how engaging they are. And Yaman and Gillen have a specific... Not that they're similar, they have, but they have specific ways of writing. Yeah. And I find Gillen's work to be very engaging. Yes. Even though like I'm reading this thing and it's like, I like the Eternals, but like I, you know, I'm not like uber excited about like their status quo like i am kind of a where the x-men are right now and still this was an oversized issue and i it went quickly yeah because he just writes it in such a flawless manner it was very engaging i don't know i think that ultimately having read G uh, gaiman and gillen mm -hmm. i can safely say i'll never care about the eternals <laughs> like i i just see, they just i just find them so boring see, no, and I... so uninteresting that like i don't care but like it doesn't mean it's bad. It's just no, like, I'll never... Okay. okay. I, I dig them. I'll I, never I, like them. I like them, especially in the way that Gillen is portraying them, especially post having learned that the Celestials don't care about them. Like, just being this, like, cog in this machine, honestly. And there was something called the machine. And there is an infographic at the beginning that explains different... I think it's just kind of the standard. The Hickman effect it's has... Just, it's, it has long-reaching branches yes. and roots. Um, But regardless, um, I, I had this moment reading this where I was like, this feels like what some of the more recent Inhuman runs were trying to yes. do. And that's not to say that they weren't successful. And if you enjoyed them, great. But if you enjoyed those, you might enjoy this too. Because it had that kind of vibe to it. Where it's like, this is happening in the Marvel Universe. And we do see like Iron Man show that's up. It's the same thing as Gaiman, remember? In I know, Eternal I Gaiman, know. Iron Man shows Iron up. Iron Man he's shows like, up. He's got a he, thing for Cersei and he, he repeats it here. And he like confirms what era it's well, in let's he be honest if you're a british writer and you know neil gaiman wrote this you think you're not gonna reference that of course you're gonna yeah. reference that like that's gonna happen and there are fun little like references to other things that have happened to some things that have happened in the marvel universe yep just kind of catching up some of these characters um who've just kind of recently woken up um but what for me with the eternals kind of like the inhumans can be at times where it's like they're in the Marvel Universe, and they ha may have interactions, but they're also kind of doing their own thing. They're very thing. separate. They're, they're, they're over here, and they're kind of doing stuff over here, and maybe it'll affect other things. Like, certainly, with the giant Celestial back with, like, Game of Thrones, that certainly affected the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, but you can also just kind of read it. Right. And that's how this felt. This kicks off with, like, uh, Icarus is, is woken back up. Yep. Like, he was the last to die, and so he was the last to be brought back. Mm-hmm. 
and he's like in this um the exclusion yes where um he is contacted by Zuras, who's like hey it's time to wake up one of the like exiled exiled it's, it's not exiled it's something else is it exiled I have no the, it's I, not i have the, the version with no words on it that doesn't help anybody right now yeah um i guess it is the excluded he he wants him to wake up one of the excluded mm-hmm. and um essentially the idea is that like since the eternals can always come back using the machine that like if you do something so heinous mm-hmm. that the eternals as a whole are like you're you're bad right like people make like we make mistakes we're not gods we make mistakes and we have to live with those mistakes or not because when we wake back up a lot of what we remember like a lot of our memories are wiped yes but like if it's just you're a bad person then we're going to put you in like these crystals which means that you can't come back yeah right like Kronos is in there yeah it's like if you sired Thanos (laughs) you're going in the crystals if you're Sprite you're going in the crystals. So I thought it was interesting because it's like Sprite technically died. Yes. But then Sprite was brought back. Yeah. And then Sprite went in the crystals. Yeah, the leader of the in- of the Eternals himself. Zerus like killed Zerus because... murdered Sprite on a train. Yeah, and left his body to be found. And Sprite is actually the reason I bring up Sprite is because Sprite is the excluded that they want to wake up. Um, when Sprite is woken up, by the way, this is where we're going to see one of those, like, changes. Sprite's a girl now. Yep. Which is, like, explained in a, like, I, I almost want to call it hand-wavy, but it's explained in such a matter-of-fact way by the character. Yeah. That it's just, like, yeah, no kidding. Right. Where it's, like, that can happen, like, every X amount of years to kind of spice it up. Yep, we switch it around. Yeah, the Eternals have the right to, to change up some things about themselves. Yep. Which, I mean, I guess if you were being reborn over and over, like, a million years, right. like, you might want the opportunity yeah to try something else yeah, it's an in-universe explanation for why they gender bent characters in the movies and why yes. we're trying to synergistically connect it with yeah them. exactly because the actor playing sprite is a woman right. in the movie so they're gonna try to make this match up a little bit sure mm-hmm. um sprite is a puckish character literally like it is inspired by shakespeare and and so like sprite you know, sets off to do mischief, right? It's mm-hmm. chased by Icarus, ends up, I believe, in New York where yep. they run into Iron Man. Yep. And, like, Iron Man's like, you cool? Because, like, last time I saw you, you, like, You were dead. Yourself. You died. You were in a pile of inhumans. Yep. And they're like, we're cool. He's like, by the way, hey, you see Cersei? You just... Tell her to call me. Just... I'm ready. I got time. My yeah. schedule. I also her. love that, like, in the art for this, Rivik just went like, "I'm just gonna draw my own Iron Man." Like, it's not. It doesn't line up with any other Iron Man. It's nope. just like, "I'm just gonna draw my own like Mobius esque Iron Man." Yeah, I don't Man. care. Who cares? Whatever. And it's cool. I'm like, "Yay! Look at that. It looks cool." Yeah. Um. While Iron Man's there, they get like whammied with like a message from the machine that's like, "There's a deviant," and so like they have to deal with it. And like typically, the deviants aren't really a problem. They're just another race of beings on the planet, but occasionally. One of them is monstrous yep. and huge. And like, this is kind of interesting because it's like the computer or like the machine itself is kind of the like omniscient narrator for all of this. And yes. like, that's neat because they are all knowing, especially for the history of the Inhumans. Totally. But also like they can be everywhere and see everything. Um, and so they're, they bring up the fact that it's like, do you condemn an entire race of people because every once in a while one of them's a monster because yeah. it's like for humans we could say that you have serial killers right so exactly like, so we could just condemn the entire human race yeah so essentially they, they go and have a big cool fight um and they get rid of the deviant they make a like um mention of the fact that like 
you know, hey, computer, note the fact that it's, like, this deviant was, like, trying to, like, extend its life by like, eating human brain matter. Yep. And, like, Sprite's like, that's interesting. And he's like, oh, actually, you might really enjoy, like, this television show. There's a couple of, like, you know, there's a, like, a monster in human lore that, like, does that. And you might enjoy a couple of, like, TV shows. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what's a TV show? I'm like, ha, ha, ha. That's uh-huh, funny because Sprite... Sprite had its own his own show in the Game and Run. Also, a nice little Walking Dead nod yes. there. Cute. Um, so then they go off to Olympia where they're meant to meet Zuros. And when they get there, Zuros is dead. Yes. He's been murdered. Um... Because Zeros is played by a woman in the movies, so we have to have him come back as a woman. Sure, but it's also just a really dope image. Oh, it's like, great. Zeros is like was sitting on his throne, and he looked really dope, and he's in a similar pose. It's like he was he made that call, yeah. and then was murdered. Immediately and then after was that. murdered, and like these cool open like fire things nearby, and yeah. it's like oh, we run into uh, Drig. Yeah, is that he say his I name? Think. I don't know. It's in the next page. Okay. Um, there he is. Uh, Druig. Yeah. Druig. Druig, yeah. Um, but um, who we saw again in Gaiman's thing, where he's just he's kind of a... They, they describe him as a snake, and I'm like, that's very apropos. Yeah. Um, but, you know, essentially he's like, yeah, he was murdered. Like, the murder weapon seems to be a big hand yep. that, like, crushed like, his head. Yeah. And they assume that Sprite had something to do with it, and then yep. actually, like, Sprite convinced Icarus to kill Zoros, and he's like, no... But, like, the fact is that, like, he'll be brought back, and so then they'll just we'll ask, ask him, him who killed him, and that'll be that. And, like, Icarus is, like, impatient, as yep. always, and is like, no, let's not do that. Like, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go find out. Let's go, let's go to Titanos, which is, like, the old-school moon planet thing where the first Eternal City was that right. was destroyed. And now it, like, exists between time. Yeah. Like, in these, like, moments between time, like, is this dimension where, like, you go there, and it's, like simultaneously the past is happening i guess the present and the future icarus sees a vision of himself praying at or like not not praying but like Lamenting. apologizing yeah. at the grave of toby robson robinson robson robson i was right the first time i didn't think i said it right um and he's like this hasn't happened yet i don't know who that is but he'll, he won't die yeah like he already pledges to prevent that from happening yeah he's like i'll fix this but like interesting like you know i don't know this person cool we're setting something up mm-hmm. let's move on so they're kind of wandering through here, and it's like clear that they're obvious. I, I thought that what they were doing was they're clearly trying to peek into the past to possibly see who had done this, but gotcha. they were also like following whoever they thought because they're like, who would go through here? Who would stay here? Yep. Like, what crazy person would do that? And the answer is it's Thanos. Yep. Or what we think to be Thanos. Who knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's great because I haven't seen Ribic draw Thanos in a no, long it's time. It's dope. <laughs> it looks amazing. Um, like I said, this is the Eternals, and so I know I'm kind of like preaching to a choir of folk who may not be all in on this, but like I think the writing and the art is so good that I yeah. think it's worth a look. And again, I know this was an oversized issue and therefore had a slightly higher price tag, so maybe wait until it goes on sale or it's like in a bin someplace, you know what I mean? But like I say at least check it out because, like I said, like. If you're interested in the Eternals at all and you didn't want to read the Gaiman series, like this might be the series for you to kind of get your foot wet. Yeah. Um, getting like stellar writing. You're getting like a top tier artist, in my opinion. I just, I like his work so, so much. Yeah. And it'll kind of put you on like a footing to jump into the movie if you want to. It's true. I like it. I'm going to keep reading it, but that's all I can, that's all, that's all I got. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's a good recommend. Yeah. 
Uh, I read, um, getting a little bit into the future, Ooh. I read Superman of Metropolis. Okay. Uh, I read the Trinity this week. I read Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. I did not read Flash because I heard it was a waste of my time. You you told me you only read Superman and Batman. I did read Wonder Woman. Oh. So anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So um, Superman of Metropolis. I remember hearing like a lot of stuff about this. You know, it's John Kent as Superman. Um, it's him doing his thing. Uh, you know, Clark's gone. Why we don't know. Uh, it's written by Sean Lewis with art by John Timms. Uh, and it's just, you know, what if, let's look at what John Kent Superman is all about and what his story would be. Mm. And so, uh, you know, it's like kind of the future. And John's dealing with like a new type of brainiac thing that is an antagonist slash a more like ball of mouths that is like the culmination of slash result of like a battle with brainiac. And it's just. This this book is such a pass. The idea is that like the you know the Metropolis. You remember that story where uh, Iron Man uses his Extremis and turns it into like a social media app? Well, there's like a similar thing where like technology and it's like cyberpunk meets nothing. Where like the people of Metropolis are integrated with technology, and the technology, of course, is like you know from a from a a, a a bad source that doesn't have altruism at their core. And so, you know, whether they, but they don't care because it's convenient or mm -hmm. like it augments them in some way. And uh, the government, like the U S government is like really against this technology and this AI that they're dealing with. And uh, you know, things are going to get really bad. It's, it's very quick and it's very hand wavy, but ultimately John's decision is to just, candorize metropolis and so he shrinks down metropolis turns into a bottle city to protect it from everyone uh he bumps into supergirl and the two of them have like a fight because she's being mind controlled by the mouthball uh she gets freed uh from the mind control and then uh they like fight aliens this book sucks it's just it's all over the place it it's set in the future a right. future we don't know and have no context for it throws like a lot of information at you, uh, none of which is relevant because you know the book's going to end soon and it's in a future that doesn't matter. So like the stakes are not really that high, right. and the like the the connection is not there. And like John is a John who was never really like around. This is like a new character because he's been Superman so long that we've never experienced this john before and he's not through the lens of our protagonist superman so we don't even know like what he you know what i mean like yeah. i don't even know who this is right because i was never part of his journey you know it'd be like if you read amazing fantasy 15 and then we're given a, like the latest issue of spider-man right like, who is this guy he's totally different you mean and he has totally different character motivations and he does he does very different things and Without the context, it's like morally, morally questionable. Right. It right. sounds more like they had this premise and they were like, ooh. And that was what they had over like, oh, I have this really cool direction for John or I have this really cool idea. And like maybe the idea was the, because the, it was written clearly like months ago, mm -hmm. if not a year ago. And so maybe the context for that was like, I was going to do, like, I gave you all the shit and I'm going to like pay it all off over mm -hmm. a period of months or years. And it's like, 
well, that's not going to happen anymore. So I'm judging it based on it being like a four issue miniseries, uh, three of which I will never read. Right. Because I don't care. And I find, I, I found no characters in, in D-Ring or interesting. Okay. There was no ride-along character outside of like, your ride-along character is John because you like him. And I'm like, but I don't That's know who that is. That's not enough. That's not enough. That's not enough. The art's fine. It's standard comic book stuff. Sure. There's nothing bad about it at all. The coloring's good too. It's just like, it's a, it's a, it's a superhero comic book. You could have literally changed like all the logos and made it, it, it would like, anyone put this out. Yeah. It's funny too that they would put this out at the same time they're doing a digital Super Sons. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, we're also giving you everything you want over here. Yeah. And like, not. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. It's, well, it's like, you, well, no. From what I remember about hearing it from a DC insider, like, they had this great idea. They were like, gay Wonder Woman, black Batman, and we don't care about Superman because he doesn't sell. So, I guess John. Like, that was their approach. I Yeah, And so right. it's like, th- if you have no plan, even if it's a plan of like, man, insert news outlet's gonna, like, blow us up for writing these, like, specific things, uh, then you're gonna have stories where John shrinks Metropolis for no reason. You know? Mm-hmm. And he fights Supergirl, who I guess is also Superwoman in the Future State series, but is, like, in a different time. Mm. Like, whatever. So it's just, it's a disappointment, but it doesn't matter. And no one's, like, reading it. Because if you look at, like, the sales. Right. Out of all the Future State books, on Comixology at least. On Comixology. It's, it's like, it's it's hilariously low. Like, the number one book, according to Comixology this week, this past week, was Star Wars. Because the High Republic came out. Right. Which I did not read. No. Which was a mistake. Apparently. Well, here's the thing about that. We don't. We we when we talk about Star Wars, it doesn't People make anybody happy. So yep, there's no point in wasting my time. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not even a waste of time. Then it's, it's like, just like you're, I, we don't want to make you guys upset. No, but Death Metal obviously ended. That was the second highest. It's not surprising. Then the next Batman book because that's how it works. Yep. If you have four Batman books coming out a month, wow, Eternals those, cracked the top ten. Eternals was number five of the top five Yay! best-selling digital books at Comicsology. <laughs> Then Good you got for you, Kieran. <laughs> yeah. Then the, the the two X Men books, Thor, obviously, because Donny Cates, and then number nine was Superman. Yeah. Still top ten, but like, you know, like Flash did not place. No. Ironically. No. Uh, but yeah, but it's still pretty bad. Like Superman just sells bad, mm. especially if it's like a direction no one asked for. Well, I I think too, like you know, Superman's been suffering a little bit and so like folks This was not the thing to get people on. Yeah, it, it's interesting cuz it's like I know they're going to be changing who's writing it. Yes. Um Philip Kennedy Johnson is taking over Superman after this. Yeah, and regardless of how you might feel about that, um it, it's interesting that it's, this is like almost a palate cleanser yes. and it isn't really. No, because it expects like a, it expects a lot from you and yeah. it, it gives you very little. Mm-hmm. So, Superman and Metropolis is a pass. I, I wouldn't waste your time. But, like, you know, on, uh, if I could say anything good about it, like, it's really ambitious. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rab L, been on the back issues binge. Great content, through and through. On another note, somehow five years will play a big part in whatever DC's doing. They always like their five years and their number 52. <laughs> they've, um, they've, got a, they've got a binder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Five-year plan. Uh, Cam says, was going through some old 90s back issues, and damn it, Bagley only gets better with age. He is the Spider-Man artist. I gotta agree with you. You yeah, know? that's 
but I hope he embraces it. Yeah. You know, he it's seems not to. always true for no, artists. That's true. So that's awesome. Uh, ben Wilson, looking forward to two weeks' time when international fans get their issues of death metal and fear, first future states. Oh. That's stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you should get them digitally like everybody else. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Patrick Lawson, Tiff and Sal, love the letters page. It was so funny. Love the X Men. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, Pat. <gasps> Mr. Roboto, is it time to bring back the Jackal? I say no. <laughs> but I'll let you be the judge. Uh, the Tarantula. Uh, the tarantula, there's always time for tarantula. Uh, Super Pooper, you once mentioned meta reading, and I feel I can't stop doing that with DC for the last few years. I don't want to think of editors in Warner Brothers while reading these stories. At least I can immerse in Hulk and X-Men. Yeah, you know, it, 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 we're going to get into that at some point like while we're talking about this, because I definitely had that moment this week. Yeah. Um, For some books, and for other books, not so much. Yeah. Uh, Christian Pereira, hi. Uh, hello. Hi. I think the most of the excluded are Thanos's family, like Thanos, Eros, yes. Alars, so Susan, Kronos, and Uranos, yeah. great uncle. Don't know who the H may be. No, for sure, for sure. No, you're absolutely right about that. Um, it's just, it's just so funny. It's yeah. like they made Thanos, so you go, you don't get resurrected. I'm sure there's other reasons too, but like, but it's like just, we know, it's just funny. Yeah. Like I'm just like, oh, that sucks. Right. And Sprite. And Sprite. And that's at what I mean, like you know, he did do. He was it was not good what he did. No, at all. Uh, um, but yeah. <laughs> Radical radish. Hey guys, can't stay long, but wanted to share some love to celebrate both my birthday and the end of another bloated DC event. Cheers, population. Cheers to you too. Happy, and happy birthday! Happy birthday! I hope you're celebrating it safely. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So since future since death metal ended, we'll do that last. Uh, okay. You want to talk about Swamp Thing? I was gonna, I was gonna touch on Harley. Real yeah, please, quick. yeah, do Harley. I read Harley Quinn, um, because Sal got all of them. And I bought we, them all. We kind of split them up a little bit, so yeah. I, I, I did that. Uh, it's written by, it's like down there. Hang on, we're zooming. Enhance by Stephanie Phillips with art by Simone DeMeo. Um, yes. How was this? Because I, I, I immediately am struck by the art. This, I love the cover. This okay, so. This book has a real, like, this looks like it could be an anime ah. feel to it. it. But the book is kind of like Gotham meets, like, Dexter meets, like, Silence of the Lambs, oh. kind of, except without the eating people thing. Okay. But, like, they live in a world where, like, they've outlawed Batmans and, like, masks and stuff like that. And so there's a, 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 a government thing called the Magistrate. That's in Batman. That like that has, carries over. There you go. That um, I didn't read Batman this week because no. I read Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so essentially, it's like that's kind of what's been dealing with crime, and like, freaking Doctor Crane is like reformed. Okay, and so like he's not the Scarecrow anymore. All right, and he has like they've got Harley Quinn. And, like, essentially, he's trying to, like, convince her. He's like, listen, you suck. And, like, if you participate in helping us capture other criminals, then, like, maybe we can make a trade. Okay. So that's where I get, like, the, the Hannibal, like, Lecter thing, where it's like, if you help us catch this. Quid pro quo. Yeah, a quid pro quo. You can get a window with our, like, a view. Yes. Um, that kind of thing, where it's like, you know, we're, 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 like, you know, reduce your restrictions, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, they really don't have to do anything. Like, yeah. they've got her, and it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, and the fact is, he's like, 
there's really nothing you can do. do they're yeah. like help honestly i don't even know why like yeah. i was told to offer this but like she's like a doctor of well but he's like and so, so am i and i'm better than you like <laughs> we caught you that's fun actually to see crane and quinn because i never see those two together. yeah and like he's just like but i'm better than you so i don't really know what you're gonna be able to to assist us with here and like the the first task is like professor pig and there's like almost something like vaguely suicide squad about this except she doesn't go on missions so far okay like she's just like they go to the cell and like He's like, all right, you've got nothing to offer, fine. She goes to leave, and he's like, or she's like, okay, so it's like, this is what's going on. And she explains how to catch him. Okay. And that, like, there's clearly, like, he's trying, he wants you to see what he's doing. Because, like, obviously he's, like, taking people, and, like, every time they try to catch him, he... They, he grabs their security force and then sends them back. Okay. Like mutilated and Frankensteined up, as she calls it. Mm. Um, and he's like, he is trying to show you his art. Right. He's not doing it to get away from you. He's like, look at this. Look yes. at what I'm doing. She's like, the way you catch him is by getting to his ego. And so what you need to do is basically fake a creation of his or make a creation of his. It's, yeah. It's, it's dubious on how this occurs. And then like report on it and, and give, say he did and it. And say he did it, but make it so that it's like something he'd never do. Like, right. Something's something out of very place. like garish or lame. Yeah. 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 And he'll come to you. Sure. And he does. <laughs> and so they catch him. That's cool. And he's like, well, that worked, but like that could have just been luck. Okay, Crane. Yeah. Right. But we'll see what happens next issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the next one is, uh, I think it's Firefly. Yeah. Um. Well, because she mentions all the other fire-based ones because she kind of goes off on Firefly, a tangent. Firefly, Firebug, Heatwave. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Um. And so like she comes up with a way in which to catch him as well. And that like the reason we know who he is behind the mask is because like he only hits places that are sentimental to him. Mm. And so like, you know, that's what you need to do. You need to like, you know, trick him by like having a facility that is sentimental to him yes. and like crane's like oh he's an orphan we right. could reopen his orphanage oh sure and so that's what they do and mm-hmm. then like they like the police work with the fire department to get gear from them so they could take him down right and so then like basically like crane's like all right you've proved yourself come with me like we're off because the biggest issue is black mask because like crane has been after black mask and not able to catch him and it's a real sore spot for him okay. and there's something clearly going on there and like crane says he's like reformed but i don't know if he really is yeah and like the security force they're working with the magistrate is like not everybody knows that he used to be scarecrow right and so you got a couple of cops talking about it and they're like hey do you know like crane actually used to be scarecrow they're like what you know what i mean because <laughs> like one of them mentions something about like black mask and he gets really upset yeah um so clearly we're going to be doing that. We do see Black Mask at one point. Like, there's a couple of, like, like punks robbing a store and they're wearing Black Mask oh. masks. And then they get pinched by the Black Mask gang. Okay. And, like, essentially it's like, you don't wear that mask. Mm-hmm. That's not what we are. Right. We, don't, we don't commit, like, petty crimes. Mm-hmm. We do real crime. And, like, by you wearing that, it's an insult. And the guy's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no, it's not good. That's not enough. <laughs> That's not enough. Just blam. Mm-hmm. And so, like, clearly, like, they're just out to get Black Mask. Is this really a Harley Quinn book? It's more like a, tr- it's more like a stealth scarecrow book. It, it is. And it's also kind of like, you know, like a police procedural sort of mm-hmm. kind of book. Um, yeah, it's like two issues. What do you, what do you gotta do? The art, <laughs> the art style is very stylized. Stylized, very different. Like I said, like I, there were moments in this where I was like, I could completely see this animated. Oh, totally. And it would be really, really cool. And like, it is definitely doing something like you've not seen before. 
um, in like a Harley book or in yeah. like a, a DC mainstream story. So that might appeal to you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty tightly written. It's just whether or not you care about that. Like it's, it's a different side. It's using Harley's like, you know, past being a psychologist to like solve these crimes. And like, obviously they're gonna have to kind of wrap this up. So yeah. who knows what's going to happen in the next issue. Um, it was interesting to jump into this world. Um, considering I hadn't read Batman, I really wasn't lost in terms of like setting up what the magistrate was. Or yeah, I was like, oh, okay, cool, out. got it, nailed it, moving on. Yeah. Um. So, I I say it's up to you if you're interested in it. Like like I said, for me, I dug the art style, so like I really enjoyed that. But it may not be your cup of tea. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. That's fair. Thanks. <laughs> um, I, I was I was attracted to the art. It's it good. very different. Yeah. And they definitely do that like trope with Crane where like he's got the round circular glasses. So sometimes you it's don't just see a, his eyes. Yeah. It's just they're the, like light. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, Kevin Kruger says, are there any older books that you didn't read but now want to? I'm reading Kingpin and Young All Stars. Always. I've yeah. got like a stack. Right. That's the problem is that there's too many. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I, I don't know. As far as, uh, you know, I like to go back and try and read like old Daredevils and stuff because I, you know, found some new love for the character and such. I tend to grab, like, there's like random things I'll really randomly gravitate towards. Like, you know, like occasionally I'm just like, I'll run into like a DC Elseworlds. Yes. And I'm like, ooh, you're yeah. like, why? Right. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Algie Try, none of these books hooked me. Maybe it's just me, but when a new character takes over an established mantle, but they are just, they're not just thrown into a crazy world changing scenario like Superman John. That's fair. I think some of these books were pretty successful in terms of making me feel like it was an ultimate universe for yes. DC. And that but would be a good idea. not all of them were, but like some of them I was like, oh, this is like a pitch for this. It's also interesting because I read Wonder Woman first and that's where I most felt it. Sure. Um, yeah, that feels like it. That felt like I was like, this Wonder is Woman. the ultimate universe pitch for DC. Yes. Here it is. Yeah. Then I read some of the other ones like, sure, maybe you could do that with Harley. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know if that really fits. But yeah. like, yeah, anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, Mr. Roboto, Swamp Thing by Gaslight, Spectre by Gaslight. I don't know if that's just a pitch or something, but fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Moon Knight 32, uh, just well, just got a big promotion. Today. Congratulations! <gasps> Congratulations. Uh, I wanted to say thanks for the content and make the days a little better. Much appreciated. Also, USPS took forever, but it seems the Doctor Doom figure I sent finally arrived. Thank you very much, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, Dude, and congratulations. And, yeah, serious congrats on that. Enjoy Seriously. it. And uh, I, I don't know what it is that you're doing, so hopefully it's enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> um, well learned. So I read uh, I read the next Batman. Uh, I was very I was marginally hyped for this because like one I've said on on record I don't care who's Bat I I don't care about Batman if it's not like standard like template whatever like if it's not Gordon Alfred Bruce I'm not interested. Right. So I'm not interested. Okay. Uh, but it is written by John Ridley, and it's drawn by Nick Darrington, or at least the first half is. Because mm-hmm. um, it also has a story called Outsiders and Arkham Knights, which like explains why the book is super long. Um, I stopped reading it after the after the Darrington stuff. So I was like, oh, another goddamn backup. Pass. And then everyone's like, oh, man, didn't you read all this stuff about blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, no. And then I look back, I'm like, oh, there's a whole other book in here. <laughs> but, uh... I did read this, the, like the part that DC wanted to get you crazy about, which right. was, hey, look, it's this character that had existed a long, long time ago that we're bringing back. 
So you don't just go, why did you make Batwing Batman? Um, I feel like the best thing about this is Darrington's art. Thanks to you, introduced me to Darrington on Doom Patrol. I, uh, I, I fell hard for his art style and love Batman Universe mm -hmm. because it is exactly what I asked for, but with a fun twist. Mm -hmm. um, this is setting up a lot of stuff. Again, irrelevant, but, you know, it's Gotham. Magistrate's in charge. Bruce Wayne is presumed dead. Uh, masks are outlawed. Um, the, the whole thing is an allegory for, like, being black in an urban setting. I get that. Um, and I'm glad that it is, like, competently made. Mm -hmm. You know, because that kind of message or the expectation of, like, doing this kind of, like, Batman relaunch mm -hmm. while also trying to, like, say something personal or public is hard is a hard tightrope to walk mm -hmm. and i think ridley did a nice job of doing it um that being said there's a lot of like there's a lot of and not a lot of world building in this book mm -hmm. where like we see glimpses of the world the gotham that has been created by ridley but through the lens of somebody who is like street level and who's who technically should be running this place because it's batman but is on like the receiving end of the law right and so we're not getting like the deets we're just getting like the images of like cops being bad right well they only have so many like they know that this is like what is it, like yeah. two issues well they each? didn't they didn't know that when they wrote it right but they might have had to go back, back. you know what i mean yeah. and, and so like i give i give these books a little more leeway knowing that they're short and like anytime you have a one shot like they're not always the tightest thing because it's like there's only so much story you can tell mm -hmm. sometimes anyway get but there's uh there's a subplot about two brothers they join Bane's gang. I'm sorry. Rick and Morty has just ruined that. You said two brothers. Two brothers. It's just, it's just two brothers. <laughs> it's just called two brothers. And uh, But yeah, they're like one brother's in, the other one's like less in. Um, okay. They're trying to like sell the whole idea of, you know, it being family. Uh, it's an allegory for Tim and Luke who are like brothers that don't, you know, that, that have differing ideologies. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, the Bane masks look, look like a lot of fun, thanks to Nick Darrington's art. <laughs> you know, Tim uh, uh, Lucius is in the hospital. Uh, oh no, their sister's in the hospital. Oh, and uh, you know, like Tim is not welcome there because there's been some bla some bad blood. And, mm -hmm. You know, it's just like whatever. It you lose the momentum like halfway through this thing. Uh, the art is again beautiful there's a sequence in which like tim batman takes down the car that is driven by banes uh who are trying to like initiate the the the, the young brothers right right um and uh and batman takes them down but also like has sympathy for these two kids right right and like shows them like you know listen if you wear these masks they will kill you like it's you know it's a perfect out. Like if you wear these things, the cops will like, will shoot first and ask questions later. Mm -hmm. So he like tries to, you know, he saves them, he rescues them. And then like, uh, and, and, and it sets it up for the next thing. Um, but Hey, listen, if you want to see Katana with a jetpack, read the next story, because apparently that was the only thing anybody wanted to talk about when it came to the outsider story. Um, again, it was just like kind of like, yeah, but, but with a sword. Um, admittedly cool. It is admittedly cool. <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, no. I mean, like the color palette's beautiful. The uh, the, the the image of like 
of, of Tim Batman is, like, admittedly dope. I would like to read this just because it's, like, I I honestly, like, didn't make room for this in my reading schedule because, and I should have, because it's, like, I just, I read the rest of Tynan's Batman, and you did it, and I was, yep. like, like, I just needed a, a break. break, but it's, like, that is a break. It's a I, very big and break. And I should have picked it, like, yeah. I should have made time, and I will make time to read it, because, yeah. like, I am... I'm interested to see, like, the different takes on these Future State books. Yeah, obviously. yeah, because they all have very different tones. Yeah, and I do love Darrington's art. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, at least this one does come out of something yeah. that we're already, like, you know, knowledgeable of in the main continuity. Totally. So it's like, that's kind of neat. So... I will I will say there's something really great about it. Uh, again, like, because Ridley, Ridley's Ridley. Uh, you know, I, we read the other history of the DC Universe. It's It's good. You know, same as this. It's like that's eh, pretty good. You know, cool, good for you. But uh, but Darrington and his art in this book, you don't even need to read it. He does. He's that good of a storyteller. No, he is. He like is. you should. It's not like it's not like the words are dumb. No, but it's like, just like. But like, what's cool is you can do that thing that our artist friend does, yeah. where he reads a comic book by looking at the pages, and then maybe he'll read it. Right. And it's like, you could do that. You could literally pull all the text out of this book. Right. And you get the story. Right. And I'm like, that's kind of cool and hard to do. It is. But like, I I am like, I do want to check it out. You know, I kind of dig this costume. It's neat. It is neat. It's my one issue with it. And like, I just, I noticed it for the first time recently. Was that like his belt almost has little like vampire fangs on the front of it? Yeah, they're like, nah. I'm like, why? I don't know. It's funny. Um, But But, it's dope. But like, I think it's also kind of cool to have an opportunity to like, bring some of these issues to light with a main DC pillar character. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of cool. Well, especially in a book that has always been cop-friendly. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> like, I mean, sometimes, I mean, you're like... Sub- when you read a Batman book, like, you don't trust the normal GCPD, but Gordon's cool. You, you and anybody that Gordon vouches for is cool. Yeah. And it's like, mm. Yeah. Uh, I will say that uh, the cops have never sounded more real oh. in a Batman book okay. than they do in this. All right. I'm that's looking, cool. I'm looking forward to checking it yeah. out. Yeah, it's a, it, it's it is a like I I would be very interested to see what like the year long plan was for this series. Um, yeah, and that does like suck knowing that like some of these creators are writing this for the long haul, and then it was like, hey, take that and cut it down to like two issues. <laughs> hey, actually, it's not, and you're fired. Yeah, but like not all of you. You know, like Yoel Jones is not fired because <laughs> of how successful that book was. But uh, William Golden says, uh, Sup, guys, is off topic. Uh, but uh, have you ever thought about that characters like the Externals and Peacemaker would be in any other media than a mention in comics? Um, no. No. <laughs> but here they are. Yeah, right? And now we know. Like, anything can be a thing. Anything goes. Dan V900. Half of the next Batman being backup sucked with the five no- $5 price point. Love Darrington's art. This will be four issues. Oh, it's four issues. Yeah. Okay, that's fair because they they get a little more. That's an arc. Yeah, that's a that's a trade. Maybe more than maybe no. Some of them are only one of or, or like or I saw like one of two. And yeah, like two some of them two. are two okay. and some of them are four. But that's no, it. that's fair. That like a pillar book would get that space. Yeah, anyway, I can't yeah. justify buying any more issues of half the contents backups. Most people would say that it isn't a backup because they loved that stuff. Again, I was there for. The new writer and Darrington. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the reason to buy the book. And if you're yeah. telling me half the book ain't that, well, then 100% of the book ain't for me. Yeah. Like, uh, Nike Skater 100, able to catch live due to catching COVID. I'm sorry to hear that oh, you caught so that. Oh, I'm sorry. Hopefully your symptoms are mild and your recovery is speedily. Yes. 
Uh, I've been watching for years. Thank you for your countless hours of entertainment and getting me back into comics. Well, welcome back, man, and uh, <laughs> enjoy uh, as much as you can, and just you know, recover soon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, so that's the thing. Um, what else? Hellions oh. came out. I'm gonna, take, I'm gonna take a break from DC for a, like a quick minute. There's not a lot. There's like only the X Men books, I think, outside of Eternals. That no, we've... there's. I mean, like I wanted to read Return of the Valkyries for King and Black yes. because it's written by Jason Aaron and deals with the Valkyries, and I love when Jason Aaron talks about Thor lore. Yep. Thor. <laughs> um, and it seemed like when I kind of peeked into it to be dealing with the century and the aftermath of that, considering the fact that they're meant to like bring like yes, spirits very on ser- to, to yeah. Valhalla. I was like, that's dope. Yeah, that would be cool. Didn't get a chance to read it, but I'm going to. <laughs> it's right here. Um, but I did read Hellions because I'm just that person who reads Hellions. You like Hellions? I do love Hellions. I do. I don't know why. Why do I like Hellions? People like Dog Welder. What do you want? (laughs) Just something about it. I'm like, yes, I'm in. More Hellions written by Zeb Wells with art by Steven Segovia. For sure. For sure. Last time we left the Hellions, remember, they brought back um, Wild Child, Orphan Maker, and Nanny. Wild Child... He's and a man. He has a man. He's a man now. He's, he's not a wild weird, man. He's not like a feral boy. <laughs> yeah. And and Nanny are back, but they're like super aggressive and at like the apex of like their potential, essentially, cool. after dying over in Otherworld. Not Otherworld. On the other side. Oh, Araco? Yeah, they died over there. So wait, if you die in Araco, you're changed too? If you die in Araco, you come back at like the pinnacle. Oh. If you die in Otherworld, sorry. Huh. You're that's, out of luck. That's funny because they should kill Cable over there, and then <laughs> and then he can, and then he'll be young anymore. He'll be back to being old. I will say that's interesting because Apocalypse slash Genesis is all about the evolutionary next step, right? So the influence of Apocalypse, like Araco, is their realm. Yeah, right, right. That's interesting. So, so they're all like you know, alpha dogs, right? And yeah. so like. Orphan Maker came back, but they can't, like, give him his consciousness and let him go because, remember, he has, like, a power that nobody knows what going to do, but they're all terrified of, and it could ruin everything mm-hmm. for everybody. Sure. And, like, he needs his suit that Nanny has to make, but he doesn't have that suit right now. Nanny needs to make one, but she needs her ship, mm-hmm. and her ship was confiscated. Yeah. So they got it. Like, so Sinister's like, yeah, my guys will go get it because Sinister's a dip. Yeah. And, never, and I hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, just like everybody does. But like, yeah, you, you love to, you hate, love to him. hate him. You love to hate him. Him and his, his cloaks and his twelve thousand versions of him. Yeah. But anyway, remember the fact that they were caught by Cameron Hodge, vaguely, right? Who was like a, a mutant hater who was brought back and like you know it was like the, like supposedly like the techno organic. Yes. Right. He's part, you know, going on there. Yeah. He's he's very like, you know, seemingly like, you know, religious and like, like he has like sermons in a way and like, you know, he's got like robots with him and they're going to fight. And that's kind of what they do. I love this issue. Yeah. I love this issue because of how like exciting, fun and pointless it (laughs) is. And they, they totally do everything they need to do, but the way in which it's accomplished is just completely this team. Right. And that's what I love about this. Yeah. Because it is straight up consistent and true to what it is they're doing with this right loved it cool um so essentially like cameron is like you know or hodge is like hey like you know you guys suck and i hate mutants and i'm gonna kill all you and it's gonna be awesome and as he's like doing like his monologue yeah wild child and, and nanny just run past him oh they're like ships in the back let's go and he's like <laughs> oh 
I'm 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 like, I'm like doing a thing. I'm like a tenth of the way through. What? Mm-hmm. So then, like, you just have you know empath and havoc and um crow and um Psylocke there, ah. and and like he's like Quinn and Psylocke, right? Yeah, because Betsy's not Psylocke. And, yes. and also like a like dead. Yeah, like you know Psylocke broken. wearing her like real Psylocke costume, yeah. like the, the one that everybody loves because it's super hot. No doubt. With like you know the leggings and the straps. There is no other Psylocke costume. There is. There are at least two more. But we all know which one we like: the Jim Lee, G- Andy Kubert one. Yeah, yeah. Except it's a lot less purple. Oh, that's too bad. You got really. You got to no, dial no, up the purple. She looks good. She looks good. It's mostly Betsy's like, taking the purple. They like the blue. Yeah, she, Betsy's she, taking the purple. That's what she got out of. Well, the, the focus totality <laughs> of her psychic abilities is in a cyanide that is very purple. So you know. But she's using a katana right now. Oh. So regardless, um, like basically, it's like they're gonna have a big fight. Yeah. And they do. And empath is like, okay, we're fighting robots who don't have minds. So let's go for it. Bye. <laughs> and he just runs away. Oh, because of the sentinels? Because he's like, I can't do anything. All right. <laughs> well, wait, what do I? Bye. He just he just leaves. Yeah. They're like, cool. cool. Okay. Okay. Well. Our, let's go team yeah, go team so like the really capable like of them go for it and and they're like just taking down robots left and right but inevitably the robots do get the drop on them mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, because they have like they use collars it's like kind of dampen their abilities, abilities but yeah. then they get shot off and it doesn't matter and they got their abilities back and it's Good. all cool and sweet meanwhile by the way the robots have like hilarious like like affectations like they say things yeah well because they're part of like a hodge mind <laughs> they say like roger roger and stuff no 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 they have like you know they're part of this like hodge mind it's like a hive mind but it's his yeah so he, they call it the hodge mind okay right and so like they like say things like blasphemous thought colon and then they have like they say their thought out loud <laughs> <laughs> okay so it's just funny you know uh nanny and, and watch child make it to her ship she gets on board nanny sees something and is like oh you're here we don't see what it is and we won't find out in this issue oh no i'm like that's dope like wild child's like what took you so long when she gets up to the cockpit she's like oh, i was just checking on something it's cool uh-huh. don't worry about it we're good let's leave um empath is captured by the robots as he was playing he's brought back it's funny because he's just like you know give you a hard time about it and they're like that's a lie He's like, you guys are narcs. <laughs> He's like, they're like, there was no fight at all. <laughs> He's nice. like, so he tries to use his powers on Hodge. Oh. He's like, wait, you have control over the robots. If I have control over you, I'm golden, right? Yes, yes. So he tries to do that, and like Hodge grabs him by the mouth and like cracks his neck. Oh. And like he's just laying on the ground, and awesome. they're okay. and the team's like, oh, he's not getting up from that. Yeah. Ooh. 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 But he's still alive, and he just starts laughing. Uh. And they and like Hodge is like, what are you laughing at? And he, she's like, oh my god, there's nothing there. Like I can't, I couldn't get into your thoughts. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, my dad took care of that for me. He protects me from that. That he brought me back and he protects me. And he's like, you're a robot, you yeah. idiot. You're the same as them. Mm. And he's like, no. Aw. And uh, no, no, screw this guy. <laughs> screw this guy. Okay. So he's just having a great like laugh about it, and then Hodge turns to the other robots who he has control over, who are really their own like sentient kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? They should be at least. Yeah. And they're like, "I'm Cameron Hodge," and they're like, "He's like, they're like, am I?" And the robots are like, "Cameron Hodge is not here right now." 
<laughs> and he's like, but okay, wait, you can't hurt Cameron Hodge. Fire at, at me. And they just, oh. they just shoot the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. And they, and like, he's like, he's like, it's like part Terminator at this point. Yeah. And like, you know, he's like, and, and Pat's like in the background, not helping. He's like, I can't believe you did that. You're so dumb. Oh right. my God. Like, <laughs> what's the matter with you? It's so sad. It is kind of sad. And then like, he just explodes. And then because of that, the robots who could easily kick the Hellions' asses essentially are like, you freed us from that. We were, ins- <laughs> we were slaves of him. <laughs> so thank you. And right. like the team's like, you're welcome. welcome? Question Leave. mark. Yay. We, we did it. Yeah. We didn't really do no, you didn't anything. Do <laughs> so they just, they get picked up and, and essentially like, oh, empath like, you know, dies. They're like, you know, healing gardens or hatchery. Right. And he's not moving anymore. They're like, hatchery, hatchery it is. <laughs> That's funny. Awesome. Another win for... <laughs> for, the, for the Hellions. Yeah, exactly. Damn. Um, but... How harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's... Oh, no, that's right. We do see what it is at the end. I apologize. Oh. It's like a creepy... It's a creepy baby. Oh. So. Creepy baby. That's it. So it, it's, it's cool. It, it also, like... Oh! It sets up another kind of cool thing, which may only be paid off in this series, but that the fact that like Wild Child and Nanny feel as though um, Amenth is not done with them. The, the the forces of Amenth from Araco. Yeah, they're like they're not done with us. Okay. They're coming back. Cool. I was like, oh, okay. Well, all right. Sounds sounds awesome. This this book for me is like it's can be gory and gritty and like it doesn't pull punches and it's just action-packed the art is great it has like that like very like comic book feel but like it fits completely in with like the tone they've been using for the x-men but it's just fun it's like it's also like you know wink yeah right wink yes like this is our suicide squad yes here they are (laughs) but they actually die though yeah they actually die and they can actually come back yeah suicide squad does die that's true but they just don't necessarily yeah. come back in, right. in an egg. So, yeah. cool. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. All right. Hellions. Yeah. Um, a couple of Super Chats I want to jump on. Uh, Ozzy Albor, big fan of the new Eternals. I would love to see Rivik on Superman. Him with a great writer would kill it. Love you guys and the channel. Thank you, Ozzy. Yeah, man, Rivik doing Superman would be great. Oh, that's right. Yes, and Havoc kills one of the robots because don't forget, robots and X-Men don't mix. They're not. Yeah. We don't. Hmm. We don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and thank you for watching so long, man. Oh, Appreciate yes. No, it. thank you. Uh, Jason uh, says, uh, some money for you guys. Love this channel. Hope you are well. We are well. Thank you very much, Jason, for your generosity. We really appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, well, keep watching. Um, so yeah, what's my, what's next? we got a couple more books left to go. At least three. So what do you want to start with? Um, we have three. Yeah, Swamp Thing, Wonder Woman, and... Oh, let's talk about Swamp Thing. It was good. <laughs> it's written by Ram V, the guy who was writing Justice League with art by somebody else that I literally just had the name in my head and it's gone. Um, um, oh, by the way, yeah. but like, this is actually, it's interesting because Ram V is going to be doing the ongoing Swamp Thing book as well. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they just kind of tapped him now for, like, all things, like, in that universe. Right, like, like anything Just League Dark. Dark, Swamp Thing. I mean, I think I think he likes writing Justice Swamp League Dark, but I think he wanted to write Swamp Thing, Perkins? for sure. Yes. Um. Oh, I forgot to tell you, too, one of the robots speaks Krakoan. 
for a second. Oh. Like, there's like, why? Yeah, um, that's problematic yeah listen they should annihilate any robots any robots are just bad news for these people yeah um this book kind of just looks into the the future an apocalyptic future for humanity in which humanity is gone because it's like humans are awesome and they're great and whatever but there's also a side to them that is destructive and terrible and like inevitably like it's cool because it's like you see like a green lantern or you see john stewart on one side and then you see lex Luthor on the other i just like that like imagery of like two people wielding power well, and, and like they're like similar like in terms of costume color like yeah. you got the green represented you got the glow represented yeah. you know what i mean like and to it's a like, plant they don't know the difference well no i mean sure but it's like i like that because also we're dealing with the green like it's just it's just very well thought out that's kind of how this whole book is totally um you know i love that you have lex there because like he is like the epitome of like greed and a lot of negatives of like humanity and then you have john stewart who represents like hope and like the ability to wield the, the power ring and that, that's just awesome right I, just, I really liked that yeah anyway moving on um but the idea is that like something happened and all the humans are gone okay and like the something that happens kind of looks like an evil swamp thing might have happened yeah um he hell avoided it's kind of what it looks like but um also you see the floronic man there as well for like a hot second but that like now we're like in this future where like it's just swamp thing and like all these people and the idea is that like swamp thing found a way to recreate or like people and like they like he they're like his children but he they're not like he engineered them Mm -hmm. and like you know had to figure out how to like create emotions and like you know obviously they're all kind of based off of his own in a way and like so like that's problematic yes (laughs) and essentially their task is to try to like wander the earth to see if there's any humans left Mm. like he does reach out and like talk to the trees and like you know but the trees only talk of the things that they care about like oh there's a storm coming or like oh the the birds left early like that kind of (laughs) stuff it's like it's like weirdly like entish of them in a way yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it's like they were useless as usual (laughs) um among his like clan followers whatever there's a young girl um who's adorable there's a like the first one he made named heather and like Heather's like a action hero for these people. Like they're investigating this building, and the building starts to collapse because it's a skyscraper, and there are like human traps in it, and like it, it ends up having a problem. And she runs back in to save someone, mm. and like jumps out of a window with them, and like manages to save them. They like lose their leg, but it's fine. They're a plant; they'll grow back. You know, Father Green, who is Swamp Thing, yeah, manages to like stop the building from collapsing on them. There's a guy named Indigo. Um, he's a troublemaker. He's you know. Not quite like a impish puck character, but like, a like Loki, maybe kind of like that, where he's just like, "Oh, poor Heather, you think that Father Green is like awesome, but he's not." And like, why doesn't he tell you his like super secret that like he won't tell anyone? Like, and he's just spreading that kind of thing. He's sure. like, "One day you'll all see that I'm right. Yeah. Like, you think I'm the fool, but it's you who's the fool." <laughs> okay. I'm like, "Okay, cool. Check the box for that character." Um, yep. essentially, it. like they end up going north like where it's like snowing and like you know it's just super cold and like one of their folk is supposed to be keeping watch and they wake up to find them dead okay like eviscerated yeah it's like oh there's a murderer amongst us right and like they're like oh well they're like tracks leading off this way heather and another one like a couple of others went after the whoever it was or whatever it was and they track it down to a cave and there's a person there there's a human there and they have a spear and it's covered in like green blood but for a plant man <laughs> yeah um and um 
they they go to attack them because they're like they killed our our guy yeah something stops them obviously and it's like this is a human and like but it's not like Swamp Thing acted like these guys were like all awesome. Like humanity is perfect and they're amazing and they're yeah, like totally no, he's just like, he's like I'm just looking for them. I'm looking for them, but it's like why are you looking for them? Well, it's because I used to be a man. Yeah. Well, kinda. <laughs> Depending. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the secret that we're going. To oh, is have. that he was a hurt human? Okay. Yeah, is that he was Alec Holland, and you know, I yeah. think that's what the secret might be revealed here. Maybe I don't know. Okay. Because like this Swamp Thing talks a lot about science and like utilize, like you know what I mean. Like there's like all these like cool looking scientific esque imagery in there. Anyway. Yeah. Um, stops them. Asks everyone to leave so you could talk too. Um the human alone right yeah when heather gets outside immediately indigo is like oh he found a human and all of a sudden like you know he doesn't care about you anymore is that right and she's oh, like shut no. the hell up like yeah. get the hell out of here mm-hmm. um but like the human's like so like we were up at like i think they mentioned like star fortress or something like that and like essentially like it was like the last like bastion of humanity, humanity. and like there's clearly some sort of like you know like civilization up there but they all have like the wrong ideas in a way so like himself and like 14 others left okay so like you know go find help for whatever and like i think he's like the last one and it's like we're gonna need you to help yeah and like we go back up to that civilization and there's like a being there Hmm. and like they're like trying to bring it back and they talk about the eternal darkness and the being in there we're meant to believe is it's the coming of obsidian's son who's the, the son of alan scott right and so it's like oh that's kind of dope yeah that's neat. kind of dope that's interesting yeah okay, i was not expecting that right more of like a like i don't know cerebral right kind of like thinky humanity sucks kind of way right and it, it very well could be but you know what's neat though about this is that knowing that ram v is going to be doing, doing swamp thing yeah that like essentially um this can be a future state of it, and you know that it's looming. As yes. opposed to, like, you know what I mean? But this is what they want you to think, too, because they were saying, like, hey, listen. <laughs> they were uh, being Navi. Yeah. Well, because they're like, this doesn't matter, but yeah. maybe it does. <laughs> and, like, you know, for Stephanie Phillips, who probably won't, I don't remember, there's a couple of writers who, like, won't be doing things after this. Sure. Yeah. But there will be others who will. Yeah. And so I feel like those who won't be coming back for like Infinite Frontier, yeah, that future, pfft, don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like yeah. for for those who are going to continue on, you know, th- then future state really did matter because you know maybe I'll be sowing the seeds of what's going to happen next. Yeah. You know, think about that. And it's like okay, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised that Randy's right, doing that. Right. Yeah, you know, that's that seems cool. All right, the art seems cool too. It is. Mike it, Perkins, by the It way. has a, there you go. It has a very, my brain wanted to do Chris Perkins, but that's the guy who. <laughs> well, that's the DM for Mackens. <laughs> it's like, that is not helping me at all, brain. That would be cool. My brain was like, Chris Perkins. I'm like, no. That'd be dope, though. Yeah. But it has a very vertigo feel to it. It's nice. Yeah. I, I, I dig it. Pardon me. I didn't mean to take a break. <laughs> that's a, hey, dude, we'll just take a break. We'll be right back. back. So, uh, yeah. I guess we'll do Wonder Woman then. Let's do it. Because that's next in the rotation.
So take it away. Oh, you want me to do it? Oh, you said you read it as well. I read it as well, but you know, whatever. Uh, written by Joelle Jones with art by Joelle Jones. Oh! This is the book that I read first. This was the book that made me think, oh, this is clearly going to be a like launch for the DC Ultimate Universe. Yes, very much Here so. Here it comes. Um, but maybe not. Um, I think this <laughs> is the book that they will find some way to work. This is a book... like. It was very much something I enjoyed from start to end. The fact is that um, this takes Wonder Woman and puts her right in the middle of mythology, which I love. I know. <laughs> it's also funny because I know for a lot of folk, they weren't a fan of. They Well, that's the thing. It's like, I remember them talking about this. And they're like, finally. And I'm like, well, where were you with the Azarello run? You were you hated that. Now, there is a very different tone to this book compared to the Azarello run, and so I think that's kind of where the issues may fall. Yeah. This also is a really interesting blend of mythology. Yeah. Because we deal with a lot of like not only Greek mythology, but like we see a little bit of like Judeo mythology for a second. It's interesting. There's definitely it's like and very, there's also yeah. there's also Brazilian mythology, which I'm very unfamiliar like familiar with, but mm -hmm. looked up. Yeah. Oh, so good. I better I could understand <laughs> who these characters were and who these individuals are, and like very like well implemented, because the idea here is that like all of these mythologies are exist real or exist. simultaneously. Yes. And we're dealing with the underworld, and the idea is the underworld is what you make of it, whatever your vision is for it when you get there. Right. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, I agree with that. That's neat. There's also like a Beetlejuice-esque waiting room. Yes, there is. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the art for this book is distractingly lovely. <laughs> and I and I say that in terms of like, I reread pages three times. Like, because I, I didn't. I just, just realized I didn't. I was like, there was I, like there's, there's text here. Like, I would get two or three pages away and I was like, wait, what? And I have to go back. Yeah. So that's like a problem, but not... It's like it's a, a good problem to it's have. It's a first world comic book problem. Yeah. The art was too good. Yeah. And the, the visual the visual good. storytelling was so good that I forgot to read. Read. <laughs> this comic is so good I forgot to read it. <laughs> it goes right on the cover. There you go. Um yeah, it's just I was all about this book. Um we meet our Wonder Woman in the jungle right i guess i presumably the brazilian jungle the amazon rainforest that's where it is yes. she's on the hunt she's on the prowl for something she runs into like a dragony beast and easily bests it cutting its head off it's like dope i did it yep but nah of course it's a hydra yeah and if you cut the head of a hydra off like 12 more pop out and right. that's what happens and so she has to to fight the hydra and start screaming for jerry yeah who's jerry jerry's a pegasus and i was like <laughs> yes it's shira yeah, I'm so it. She's got a sword. Mm -hmm. She's got a Pegasus. This is awesome. Yeah, this is the Shira you were asking. <gasps> this is all I ever wanted in life. <laughs> um, and she manages, of course, to best said Hydra, and uh, we find out she's there to poach its horn. Yes. And by poach, that's... she says she's not poaching. No, no, no. But she's is greeted by I don't know how to even say this. God, I tried to say it out loud and I could not. It's uh, a Kaipora. It could, it could be Kajpora. Yeah. Um which is actually a Brazilian 
like the sprite-like being yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I believe protects the forest of some kind, but always is pictured with a red mane of some kind. Cool. I think she is an incredible. Great they're both design. incredible design. Yep. It's just this book is just filled with awesome designs. Absolutely. She puts on a big show like Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> no, do not take me for one. Uh... Yeah. All right. And immediately is like, oh, okay. Well, she gets wrapped up in the, yeah, but is that like, a lasso. No, it's like a bandolier. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a golden bandolier. Mm-hmm. Clearly knows they know one another. Yeah, you know, like they, you know, she had a birthday party and you know, one of them didn't come. She didn't go. She was invited. She just didn't show up. Right. Yep. Essentially, she wants to get to the underworld to best to threaten to kill Hades so that she can get her sister back. Yes. Which. I loved that narrative where it was like, we didn't need to see any of that. And I also just learned a whole hell of a lot about the personality of this character. Well, not, not it was only like, that. This is a terrible plan. Yes. This yeah. Is, this is a terrible plan. That's what she does. Would you t- truly believe this is going to work? Yeah. Well, her confidence is off the charts. It's, I mean, it's... like, and, and her, her dial, it's funny because like the, the incongruity between how she presents herself vocally versus everything against visually she is, mm-hmm. is, 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 you know, staggering. Cause she's like, like booyah i shouldn't say that but you know she might as well, she speaks like like a contemporary american or like a like a person of today's world yes while fighting hydras and such yeah which i and i and like talking to like you know brazilian mythology characters yeah like she's hanging out with like a person at a coffee shop yeah like, yeah well, so so you'd buy that like yeah and i'm just gonna go to hades and i'm gonna i'm gonna, I was take gonna, I was gonna do that it's totally cool yeah and i wouldn't even worry about the it. image of uh are you gonna talk about this visual of her Tearing the literal comic book. I love that because essentially what happens is um, her... Oh, yeah. Kaipora or whatever doesn't let her take the... She's like, you can't take the horn. That's poaching. Yep. And then you're not allowed to do that because this is kind of what I do is protect this. So yep. you're you not... You can kill the errant I... Hydra because it wasn't supposed to be here. Well, but you can you kill the Hydra t- because there's lots of them. But you're not allowed to do it for this reason. Yeah. We're not allowed to take anything. So, like, I can just go to... The underworld so just come with me and we'll just go there yeah i'll just take you there yeah it's cute because it's like they like try to one-up one another in a way where she's like you know you trapped me in the jungle for like two months yes you kept moving the jungle on me yeah she flipped it on her mm-hmm. and like she mentions another brazilian um mythology character which mm-hmm. is like a dragon yes it's like a dragon with like fire i'm like that's cool yep so they go to the underworld and it's very much a... It's an airport. It is an airport and there's a waiting room, but you see everyone sitting there like from their various like reasons that they died. Yep. I just want to say, the little demons that Joelle uh, designed. designed, I adore them. They're like a demonic stitch. Yeah. I was I I was taken by this whole comic and the way it looks and like... What how each like page... Every, every time we enter a new location, mm-hmm. that location is like a top to bottom like reboot yeah like we went sure. from the amazon jungle fighting hydras to the like airport waiting room mm-hmm. with these little like cartoon characters and mm-hmm. like it all it doesn't feel like it's part of the same universe but it yeah. doesn't feel jarring it doesn't it, it feels jarring in the best ways it's not like mm-hmm. it's not dumb it's not like i want to draw this now it's like this is cool mm-hmm. like it works no, despite its sure. incongruity yeah and but anyway so well, she, yeah. well for me it's they're there are these two brilliantly designed characters, and then mm-hmm. these little like impish yeah, demons which, which show don't, up, which are not from their world. Like they don't look right. like they're from the same. But like, like I was so sheet. taken with them, and and how 
simple they are, adorable, but also like how easily she can get them to convey emotions when we can't understand what they're saying. That's right. Um, legit, I want this on all the merch. Yeah. I don't even care. Yeah, they gotta make a few of these. They gotta make like a bunch of these that you can collect. I want that. Smarts. I want on a shirt. I want on a mug. This, yeah. Just, Come on, DC. Let's stickers. I don't care. Give it to me. Yeah. Um, essentially, I, I really wish she had a name. What, the Wonder Woman character? No, no she does. Oh. The Kaj... Pura? Oh yeah, yeah. That isn't that. <laughs> well, that's just like her. That's her title. That's her. That's her being. Yeah. Not. It's like calling Wonder Woman Amazon. Yeah. Mm, okay. Fair but enough. Which she is, but only calling her that. She essentially is at a like. She's like got a membership card. Yes. She's like it's like at the Costco trying to like. Yeah. Get in. Well, she's gonna upsell it. Right. Like, oh, what happens if I bump it up to the next thing? And so she and the demon have a back and forth about like. Are there blackout dates? I guess it's like a Flyers Club yes. thing, like United or whatever. That's right. Yeah. Is what she's talking about. And I, I thought she was distracting. Me too. No. No, she was legitimately she having She legitimately was trying to make this work and then I guess going to just get uh, Yara in. Yeah. Um, Yara, meanwhile, is like, oh, I know what's going on. And goes for the turnstile and the turnstile won't go forward. No. So eventually she just grabs it and she breaks it. And almost rouses Cerberus. Cerberus is there and like is asleep. Yep. And um, they, you know, she apologizes for for Yara and they go through. Yep. And it's, and she's like, "This is what the underworld's like." She's like, "Well, it's like whatever. It's, whatever you it's what everyone else thinks it is when they get here." So she's like, "Oh, it's what I think it is." She's like, "It's, it's complicated. complicated." Which I dug because I was like, "Are you breaking the fourth wall?" And it looks like that because it's what we, we see. see. I was like, probably that, that's dope oh because we didn't talk because when she goes oh yeah when she goes to the underworld she like literally rips the page apart. the comic book page to go through the next page and yeah. it's like it could also be the fabric of reality sure but but like we're reading a book so yeah. tearing is a, is essential but like that reference suggests to me that yeah no she's talking to you like, yeah no you was... like you, yara never says it looks like an airport yeah. So for her, she's like, this is what I see? And it's like, you don't know what she's seeing because we're not seeing it through her eyes. We're seeing it through our own eyes. Right. And so it's like, or, yeah, we're seeing it as an airport. Right, or it's what Joelle saw or right. wants to see. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so anyway, she goes through. So essentially, they're going to, to the first gate and the gate is essentially the River Styx. Yep. And so the ferryman comes and like there's a huge long line and you need coins, of course, to cross the River Styx, which is why people would put coins on someone's eyes. eyes when like someone dies. You'd have the funds to get across. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, nowadays it's like I feel like that. You know, the fairman. Everyone's really, going to be waiting. Well, the fairman's going to get shortchanged. Big time. It's, like, it's not a lot of people not, who do that. Not a lot of people who do that, and also like there's no inflation. Yeah, it's still two I mean, pennies. Two pennies, so. really? Well, it's not because we see like certain people's like currency, and it ain't worth two cents. Sure. Um, so Yara is going to steal it from this gentleman in front of her mm -hmm. who looks like a sumo. A wrestler. Yeah. Well, he's got the little wrap on the back. That's the only reason I kind of made that assumed assumption. It was. I assume the same thing. I assumed it. Yep. Um, sorry. Uh -huh. But uh, they try to come up with some other like way to do this, and uh, you know, inevitably they do get the coins yes. from him, and so he doesn't have his coins. Um, which I think. Oh, that's right. She bites. She has her little like boar bite his butt. Yes. Which so he is... drops it, and she catches it. Yeah. And then I think they're gonna fight. Yes. And uh, they do. Yeah. Like there's just a huge fight, and like the fireman's like, like what the what the crap is? This is happening? my job. This is my job. I don't come to your office. Yeah. And do just, 
have a big fight there. Yeah. And then it's fine because Cerberus definitely heard that. Yep. Cerberus definitely right. showed up. Um, I really dug this. I like the tone of this book. Um, it's funny. I saw it in the chat. I had the same feeling, sort of. Because, as you know, I'm not a big Korra fan. Yeah. But this felt like what Korra was supposed to, to be for me. Yeah. Which is less aggressive in right. terms of its like in your faceness, I don't mind that necessarily. Right. I just thought this worked more cohesively. Yeah, I liked the tone of this book. I I have no problem with there being multiple Wonder Woman, multiple Wonder Woman, or again, even just having it be its own ultimate universe. Oh where yeah, it where is, this is Wonder Woman. Where well, again, if you're pulling another mythology, it might not work necessarily with how DC is laid out in terms of like that. They may not care either because it's magical based. There seems to be less emphasis on worrying about that necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, but I really like this series, and I would absolutely love to see this continue on. I would love to watch the adventures of Yara Floor. Yeah. Um, I think she's cool. Yeah. I, I think she's like she's just fun. Yeah. And she has the, like, what I like about her is that she's her own ride-along character. Yes. But she's not incompetent. Right. Like, she makes bad decisions, but she has the, the, like... The ability to kind of back up some of these bad decisions. Yes. Like, she just kind of wants to brute force everything. And I and I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see her on Justice League. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it as well. Mm -hmm. I thought the art was just... Like, the pro it, like I think I like it because of how good the art was also. Like, yeah. we'll see how strong Yara Floor stands on a book with a lesser artist. Yeah, and if she's not written the same, that's the thing is it's like, got tone. You've got to give her that tone and mm -hmm. keep her maintained. But like, which is you know, it's funny. I always say that with new characters, and it's like because for whatever reason, you know, like newer creators are like, cons like they're willing to acquiesce mm -hmm. more than than older folks. But anyway, mm -hmm. uh, it's great. Check it out, uh, Banji. Hey guys, thought you thought I just wanted to hear your thoughts on X Men sixteen. Didn't read it. Did that come out? I didn't see it on the list, but there you have it. Uh, Danby900, Tiffany's right. <laughs> Tiffany's right about DC wanting to make Yara Floor work. In November, a CW show was announced. I did the same thing, though, where I didn't... I don't I don't remember much of the story, but loved looking at the art. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did go back and read it, and yeah. I do think they do want to make this character work. I feel like she, so far, has been the strongest yes. showing, but she's also the only one so far that's been written and drawn by the same person person yeah and so they're like here's a cohesive story that i'm putting out about a brand new character yeah exactly you know the other characters were kind of more based on something else except for the batman one but that is still even based on something else like she's totally. just a totally new like idea here here it is yeah I kind of do whatever i want that's right yeah no one can complain because it's like number one like okay well, people can complain because it's more mythology based and that's not everyone's cup of tea when it comes to wonder woman even though wonder woman really should be intrinsically tied to mythology but like dc didn't really push it all the time no nope. and so when they wanted to do it you know with azarello azarello's not everyone's bag no like, they're not all on board for azarello i liked what he was doing but the tone of his work may not have been for you no i just like mythology as well so right. this really does appeal to me but if you're not into mythology this may not be for you right uh, Kieran Weisenberg, hey guys, congrats on 90k. Was looking at a break into Marvel. Uh, any good books going on right now that you'd recommend? Thank you. Uh, well, Kieran, thank you very much for your support. Uh, thank and you. Thank you for digging us on uh, 90k. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to 100, which I'm very excited about. And that's when we'll do a big live stream, by the way. 
Oh, it came out in, on December. Oh. We were busy. We were very busy. We time. were... Um, uh, a lot of people like Thor. I would say jump on Thor uh, if you want to know what's going on with Thor and what's going on with Marvel because, like, Donny Cates is in charge. Um, <laughs> I would also recommend Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky. It's an excellent series. I've said that a thousand times, but, you know, it's worth checking out mm -hmm. um, as far as Marvel goes. Oh, Immortal Hulk is a book you should jump on. Uh, everyone likes that book. Uh, it's also great, so it makes sense mm -hmm. to try that out. Uh, did you, wait, did you already say that Zdarsky's Daredevil? I, was I did. The X -Men I thing. did say that. Uh, <laughs> X-Men, obviously, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Not a bad idea to start on. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I'm just, like, forgetting about. But, uh... Um, I will say with X-Men, there's, there's a lot right now to kind of, of catch up to on, but don't be afraid. Yes, don't be intimidated by it. Don't be afraid. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much it for me, for now. Um, I was going to say Spider-Man, but, like, no. If you like Sword and Sorcery, you go back and pick up Aaron's run on Conan. Yes, Conan. Uh, Jim Zub's writing it right now, and uh, he loves that character. And uh, and and. But that's I'd only if that's what you're looking for. Exactly. But if you are looking for that, like you can pretty much read every Conan series since Marvel got the character back, <laughs> and you and you won't be led astray. Um, where were we? Uh, I think we're good. Nope. Uh, Troy Harness. Hey guys, any ideas, uh, any great ideas for back issues next week? Possibly Weapon X by Barry Wintersmith. Um, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to shoot next week's back issues right now. Uh, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we try. We, no, no, we try really hard. We, we've done that occasionally if it's been like a, oh my gosh, like, some, like you know, there's weather or like, you know, unforeseen circumstances where it's, you we shoot the episode the week of. Yes. We really try not to do that because it. It's just not a good idea. Yeah. It just it, well because I got to cut the show myself, so you know. But uh, yeah, man, uh, Weapon X one day it's on the list. Uh, and so let's jump into Dark Knight's Death Metal number seven, the final issue of the series and the launching pad for Future State slash the status quo of DC mm -hmm. and of course Infinite Frontier, which is their new initiative. Right. Um, where everything happened, everything matters, and nothing matters at the same time. Um, so yeah, uh, I I don't want to go page by page for this freaking thing, but I will say like at the end of the day, what happens is Wonder Woman fights the Darkest Knight, aka the Batman who laughs, and Snyder retcons everything about DC forever. Like, who's the hand? It's a race of beings. It's a like the like the Beyonders themselves. And they uh, were going to destroy everything because they saw what was all the bullshit and shenanigans. Batman right. laughs is going to kill them because, like, he's going to restart everything. He tries to strike up a deal with Wonder Woman, who's a golden god, and says, like, yo, if you help me kill, if you let me kill the hands. Because they keep calling them the hands. Uh, right? I mean, like, I'm not wrong. I don't remember what they, they're just like perpetuous folk. Yeah, perpetuous race. Yeah. But there's other, but she's an errant, like she's an aberration in her own right. Yeah, that's why they want to destroy this. Like they kept this whole, this whole multiverse was on the DL. Yep. And yep. then when Perpetual was freed and started like her bullshit, around, and his started his bullshit. Her race uh, came out. Well, yeah. Once all the crisis energy got like funneled, they were they, it blipped yep. for them essentially. And they're like, oh, oh, well, let's oh, let's, let's undo this let's mistake. Let's fix this. This was wrong. Yep. So uh, BWL is like, I'm gonna kill the hands. And I will give you, like, a react... Like, basically, I'll restore the react... Like, I'll restore the continuity. I'll give you your own reality. You won't remember anything. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you exist in my new 52 or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
And Wonder Woman's like, no, that's not been that's not that's not the theme of the book. That's not what I've been saying since the halfway point of the series. Right. So, uh, you know, they they she just punches Batman who laughs, and she's like, I'm gonna kill him. And he's like, no, but if you kill me, there'll be nothing to stop the hands, and the hands are not negotiable. Like they're like they're gonna they're gonna do it. Yeah, they're gonna do it. They're gonna they're gonna destroy everyone. Like if you look into the future, like there's nothing you'll see that it doesn't matter and she does and she's like oh yeah no that's true well, but she you know still what? kills him yep she's like fuck him anyway so she pushes him into Hate like him she wrecks him and she pushes gets... him into the to our sun which has gone like to Supernova. the red giant yeah. state where it's like it's the end of everything it's the thing we couldn't stop that's right it's time that's right <laughs> so she pushes him in there and the hands are like wow your selflessness is really inspiring we won't destroy you. So she wakes up in a void and is like, "Where am? Am I dead? What's happening?" They're like, "It's us." I'll like, make a. I'll, I'll contact you. And so she. They turn into her from the golden age. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Well, we're going to be a being that inspires us because you guys suck." Oh, it's you guys because you had the opportunity to let us die and you saved us knowing, knowing that, you were gonna die knowing that we would kill you and that that's awesome and so we won't kill you and then my skirt grew three sizes that day yes because that skirt goes from yeah from thigh high to, to, to knee, knee length. length as they're walking away i'm like okay that's bizarre that's kind of neat can i get that yep that'd be fun <laughs> maybe in 2015 thinking of like marty's jacket oh yeah um so, like, they have a big party. They saved everybody. We're all invited. And we're all invited. Yeah, even no, I, we're not doing the big party from Dark Knight's Metal. It's like the, the heroes, the villains, even Every, people like us, which I was like... I was like, where? where where's any regular I think, person? I, well, we're here. We're reading it. Oh, yeah. Like, we're bopping out to Batman, Superman, and Black Canary jamming out. Flashes on drums. Well, that would make sense. He has all the drums of in existence. Yeah. And now for the drum solo. Yeah. Oh, God. So... <laughs> This will go on for eternity. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, they established, like, the new... It, like, I, I love how, like, Scott was like, I'm leaving. Not, like, DC. But yeah. I'm, like, you know, he has set up a lot of shit. You know, he did he did Dark Knight's Metal, which set up No Justice, which set up his Justice League run, which set up this, which set up that, which set up everything. And he's like, I'm done, like, being in charge of DC for a little while. You know, for being one writer, you know, with no editor lo- like label, he certainly had a lot to do with what was the direction of DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like, I want to just kind of step back. I'm going to work on some creator-owned projects and work on like maybe my own like. I'm not leaving DC, and I, maybe I'll keep a couple characters for myself. But he still sets shit up for the next phase. Well, they don't have to deal with it. Wait, well, I, I, I guess they do have to deal. They with are it. absolutely going to have to deal with this, but not until after Future State. But so this, I guess this like this ending is like after it- Future State. I guess. Or Future State's happening. Well, Future State's over there. It's something else. This is this is like the Illuminati. Yes. Well, we find out, like, because that's what they did last time. You know, like, there was a team. We got a, a, a totality. What's up? But no. Now it's, like, everybody. And we all kind of remember. And maybe we don't. So we need, like, our memories jogged and stuff. So here's everybody. And, uh, yeah. I heard there was a lot of discussion about who was in this room. But who's in the room? In the floating, orbiting... Hall of Justice slash Watchtower, Lex Luthor, Vandal Savage, Talia al Ghul, Mr. Terrific, Hawkgirl, uh, Martian Manhunter, 
Barry Allen and Wally West. Well, Barry brings Wally there, I he guess, does. to make him part of the team. And Barry's yes. like, I'm going back to the Justice League. Yeah, you're going to be part of this team. You could be over here now, Wally. Yeah. And Batman and Superman. They're just like in the background, like... We're in here too. And, and like, us. So they talk about how, you know, yeah, like, there's a lot of changes. We all maybe remember shit, whatever. Here's the map of the multiverse from Grant Morrison. It's the 52. But there's more... Also, Darkseid's missing. Also, they're growing. They're like there's they're making more and more. Yes, more universes, more Earths. And Earth 0 is no longer the center of the multiverse. No. Now something else is. It's two somethings. Two Earths. Something that they don't know. Yeah, the unknown and a and planet. A planet named Elseworld. Which I honestly was like ooh. I was like, I was baffled by that because the conceit of the else world is that it's else worlds. Yes, it's, it's that it, they all are their own world. It's worlds. their own thing, and then you call this one place the else world. Dude it's... created the dark multiverse. My guess is else world is like the origin point for the alternate ah, universe. You go there. It's like it's just a portal world into all the else worlds where like Batman is hanging out with Edgar Allan Poe and. Or he's a Frankenstein monster, or, or he's a vampire, or he's, uh, <laughs> or he's, a, he's a knight of the round table, yes. or Green Lantern is in Aladdin? Yeah. These are all Elseworlds books we own. <laughs> is it Aladdin, or is it just the... I think it's the thousand, Arabian... I think it's, it's just the, the Scheherazade's thousand, thousand Tales. Yeah, Thousand Nights or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also we see a who's who of who's uh, getting a front row seat for Future State, because look at that, and also, you know, those planets we talked about. Um... And also, hey, the Justice Society. Remember them? Remember that big splash at Doomsday Clock when we showed you the Justice Society? Well, here, well, let's do it again. Yeah, but it's really Sergeant Rock who's writing... The whole story. But he's writing it in Hall's journal. Yes, for, yeah, for it to come back around. Yeah. So it's like this... Yeah. So, uh, oh, also, like, everyone in creation fights the bad guys. They all fight everybody. And, but that and, also and... happens. Batman fights the Robin King. Yep. And Robin King's like, oh, I guess I killed everybody. Ha 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 ha. Also, Perpetua died. And I don't remember how or in what page it was, but like, it really doesn't matter. No, Batman the laughs. Who Does he him. kill her? How? Because yeah. um, like, Perpetua was a big deal until she wasn't. He puts her wasn't. into the wall. Oh, the well, yeah, he wall. made her into that. But like, does that, did that kill her? Questionably so. Let's see. He got he got hit in the face with a big blue hand that she kicked him with. Yeah, she kicked him with the face. That's what you're gonna question is if wow. Perpetua died. She's the big she's the reason this event existed. She was clearly the catalyst for everything. She's supposed to be the big bad. Yeah, but and she Batman laughs like, but I got an action figure. But me. But me though. He's also like on the field, but, but like Kachin. fighting the Well yeah, because he 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 shuffled loose that body. And because Batman has the Black Lantern ring, right. he resurrected the Batman Who Laughs' that was, body. That was not really... Remember, Batman Who Laughs put his brain inside of Dr. Bat-Hatton. Yeah, yeah well, I, remember all, Dr. Of, I remember all of that. I just forgot that there yeah. would be a body, But I don't guess. forget, there's also a great moment, I think it might have been in the last issue, or it might have been in a tie-in, where Batman Who Laughs says, the, the corpse, the puppeteer corpse says to Batman, I can always come back if you fear me. Like if you worry about me, a, a dark multiverse version of me will bring me back to life. Sure. You will never kill the Batman who laughs. You know what would have been interesting if he had found some way to tie in some of his other things? Like Dream. 
Yeah, that would've been cool, but we did that already. And like I, I don't want to piss off Gaiman. Like in like when Wonder Woman's fighting him and like pushing him away. Yeah. Like Dream's there. Well, I was thinking about that moment. Or anyone. Where uh in Dark Knight's Metal, uh out of nowhere in one of the points, like Dream was narrating the story. He said, like, and then there was a big bo- like there and there was a crash or something like that. And I'm like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. The, yeah, that was. That does not happen in this. It could have also been Destiny. Destiny would have been cool. Any other Endless would have been neat. You know, everything dies. You think Death might have shown up at some point. I'm glad she doesn't. But, like, I Destiny's mean, there with the book, and we're, like, we're dealing with Carter Hall's journal. You know what I mean? Not that they necessarily have, like, a one-to-one connection, but, like, you could have Destiny there with the book closing, like, the story on this. That would be right fun. Now. Yeah, yeah. Or he's, like, or he opens it. Like, there's more to come. Yeah. So this is a this is a thing that happened. It will not be soon remembered. Uh, so for me, there was like, there. All right. So this whole thing is just so forgettable for me. Yeah. In that, this was a book that like I had a really hard time not meta reading. Right. Because the story didn't connect with me enough to allow my brain to just fall into it. Yes. I spent most of my time trying to figure out what DC had asked Scott to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and like where changes might've happened. And that's really unfortunate. And that's just the nature of some stories where it's like, if you're not connecting with that story, you can't either, you won't even read it. Or if you're reviewing things and, and thinking about comics in that way, you can't help, but think about how everything that's going on in the background of the making of this book. Yep. There were little moments here and there where I was like, that's neat. There was something about as lame as it is for you or some folk, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. When the perpetual race shows up and becomes her and like, is like freaking Willy Wonka. You won. <laughs> you did it. You did it. You put back the gobstopper. You, you were the, you showed how awesome, even though it wasn't really a test. Like, no, but it should have been. But there was something about that that felt very like old school answers to, to how to solve something where yep. they're just like, we respect. Yeah, we respect your self-sacrifice. Like you earned that. And there was something that like really had like a nostalgia feel for some reason about that. Maybe it was just seeing the like old, golden age version of her I, I don't know what it was but there's something about that that i was like this is kind of interesting yeah like this i get like you're making an homage mm-hmm. here it's not enough no it's not even remotely enough and for, for me right now yeah. well and for me like one of the big things was like you know you're answering questions that nobody asked <laughs> that don't need to be answered but make the universe poorer for having answered. Yeah. Like, you don't have a better answer than none. And, like, I, I'm a big proponent of, like, of, like, leave it alone. Uh, and I don't mean continuity. You know, I'm, I'm of the opinion where it's, like, if you, like, have figured out how to invent the pop-up ad or the atomic bomb, maybe just keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, maybe someone else will do that for you. Maybe you won't be remembered as history's greatest monster. Maybe someone else will get that distinction. You won't get the you won't get the immortality of having invented that. Mm-hmm. But like maybe there's something to be said for just not doing that. And like who the hands are, uh, you know. I remember when like it was tossed out there. Maybe it was Doctor Manhattan. And I remember that being like that's kind of an interesting concept. 
Like someone I, from I uh, had a real problem. Everyone had a problem that. with that, but I remember being like, at least that was intriguing. Where it's like, oh, I don't know if I like that, but like I know what nobody liked, Perpetua being that. Yeah. And finding out there's like a race of them. I know. And that they're like hokey or even not even like you don't even see them, but like it, it takes away this kind of mystery and mystique of the universe that and and it's one that like had been in had been oddly preserved for a long time like you think about how like exploitative and crappy the 90s were and how like everything was done like literally everything was done to make a buck and they didn't do it then Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it just feels like yeah wow like like you we survived the most exploitative time in comic book history but we did this now yeah. Like when you could literally do anything. No, I, I I understand that. I that is a larger fundamental issue right now in general in terms of like pop culture. Yeah. Where Yeah, that's the thing. Like people, everywhere. People there are some people out there and like I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just not for me that like people just want questions answered and they almost don't care what the answer is. They just want they just to know, know what it is. Yeah. And I'm just not that person. I prefer at times now there are some answers that are so satisfying to find out and if like that's what the creator wanted in the first place was to like pose this question and then answer it at some point in the future i buy that awesome i'm in there are some answers that like people have come up with for things it's like this is still satisfying but a lot of times what ends up happening is it just detracts from what's already there which is why i am often against people doing prequels to things or being like well what would have happened if this happened it's like immediately it's like i didn't i didn't see it because i didn't want to know but like i love john carpenter's 1982 the thing right. and then they made a prequel sequel thing yeah. to and it and i that's a, like what happened to the norwegians was no, I, we know exactly i got we, that we, we, all we need to know about what happened yeah to and that's the thing about and, like story and is, if you like that movie i apologize but the fact is the, like oh the remake the yeah 27 or that, that like thing that kind of explained everything that happened ahead of like before that but I didn't need it. The story that was presented to me had enough information that, like, I could make my own and story. you don't need a sequel to the thing either. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely don't need any more information. Here it is. And it's okay. It's okay to have the feeling of, oh, I wonder. Yeah. But and, not getting a definitive answer. Yeah. Because sometimes I wonder and that feeling of, like, the mystique and the what if could almost be better than ever getting an actual answer. Because once that answer is there, it's there forever. Right. And um, you can still enjoy the thing that came before it. Yeah. But there is something to be said for that all that thing also existing. Yeah. And answering that question you didn't ask. Right. Like, now that it's gone, was it more fun to have the source wall and wonder what was beyond it? Yes. Than to know now that there's nothing? Right. Like, now that we know that, like, Perpetua was behind the source wall and her race of beings were the blue hands. We should have just kept the source wall. But you, and oftentimes you won't know that until the you answer You do, is, until you break the source is, wall. Yeah, until the, the answer is presented. Now, does that mean never, ever answer these questions? No. No, but it means that it's okay to pause for a second before you do it. Right. And go like, do we need to do this? Is yeah. This, is this strong enough? Or are we doing it just as a stunt or just as a passion project for one person? Right. Somebody, uh-uh. somebody in the chat mentioned, like, sometimes you get midi-chlorines. I would argue most of the time you get midi-chlorines. <laughs> a like, lot. I wouldn't say most. I'd say a lot of the time. A you, lot. You like, do like get that. 75% of the time, and I'm being generous, it's yeah. midi-chlorines. 
And it's like, that sucks. <laughs> it does. But I don't want anyone to think that we're over here being like, oh, you never do this because, you know, get off my lawn or whatever. It's just sometimes it doesn't work out. And yeah. like it ends up Getting damaging something that, you know, could have just been left as it is for right now. And maybe later on someone had a really like solid idea. But now it's kind of hard to do that because now it just feels like, oh, also this. Or oh, me- we're retreading or we're trying to whatever yeah. or we're retconning. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I uh, And the other thing is, like, to, in, in fairness, and I'll say this, like, if you, you know, as a comic book fan or reader, you can wonder about the, the mysticism. I remember, I've, I've talked about this before, the idea that, like, back in the 90s when everything was on fire, uh, they used to have, like, a, like, they, for a time, they put the survey in your comic book where they're like, would you like to see Rogue and Gambit get married? Do you want to see Spider-Man and Mary Jane get divorced? <laughs> would you like to see Sabretooth as a villain or a hero? And yeah. I'm like, don't ask me. I don't fucking know. And it's like revealing the like the 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 how the sausage is made, kind of like wrecks the mystique of it. Mm-hmm. But like when you're a comic book fan, you kind of take for granted the fact that like it's a company employing people, mm-hmm. you know, who are fallible or like have other like ulterior motives, or even if they don't, like their bosses do. And it's like you you take that for granted and just go like, look at this thing that you that you assume is a pure product because it exists and yeah. I'm enjoying it now. But like, like I have no idea what it was like, what what it would be like to be in a position to tell a story like Death Metal and to be up against editorial oh, publishers, yeah. parent companies, and to try and tell like a story that mm-hmm. means something to you because like. I don't believe Scott Snyder tells stories he doesn't believe in. You know what I mean? No, it's true. I I do think in this instance Scott might have bit off more than. I think that's more what it is. Reach exceeding grasp. You know, whatever you want to call it. Right. It's not a place from like I make jokes about action figures and whatnot, and like yeah, like is that why Batman laughs is in most of these things? Yeah, but like. But I don't think that Scott would ever write a word of a story. He would just say, like, fuck it, I got a lot of money. I don't need to write that. Like, I don't need to do that. Right. But if he has something to say, he's saying it. And I think that, like, it's just because... You know, my, my point originally was just, like, we see it as pure, but maybe those who work in the industry are like, it's not. Like, trust me, if if I didn't do this, then we're going to do something way worse. Oh, Oh, or like, sure, but like that is that shows a flawed industry then yeah. that that doesn't value the creations they have, and instead of seeing them as like a hybrid of art and business, it's all business and, and no longer like anything. Or art is a casualty of the business. Like, right, make some art for me so I can make some right. money out of it. It's really not about like them caring about the characters and stories that mean so much to so many people out there, and it's more about making a dollar. Yeah, that is flawed. I, I understand it being a business and I understand it needing to support those who work for it, but I think there's a balance. And I'm not saying I could find that and I'm not saying it's easy to find, but... Yeah. Well, especially, well, like, it's easier, certain, I would hope it would be easier for a company or for a, for a, an industry that tells stories for a living mm-hmm. for 90 years to be able to do that. Yeah. I I also wanted to mention something about this event in particular and a lot of events often um, is that while part of the meta reading of this event was knowing that Future State was coming out and... and Well, knowing it was 5G and then it was Future State. Right, but like like, I knew Future State was coming out and they've already announced um, writers for upcoming books. 
there was no way to read this and think there were stakes. No. And, there were no stakes involved. And that is a a problem sometimes when I'm reading things where it's like, I really should just enjoy the story because, you know, who knows what will happen, right? But it's like, at the end of the day, I know what's going to happen. Right, like every which, superhero story I read that's in main continuity, I know the hero's not going to die. Yes, which is why I think, you know, it's rough when you're a reader who's also reading independent works or like Vertigo works, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, when you're reading a Once in Future or a Saga or something Stealing the Children or Sandman, literally anything could happen. And, right. And they, like, especially if they're telling a story with a beginning, middle, and end where it doesn't have to be ongoing and you know at one point the story's going to be over, that that creative team can take you on a ride. Yeah. And, like, they can take characters away from you and that character never has to come back. Right. Ever. Yeah. But when you're reading mainstream and you know there is a business behind it, mm-hmm. and you know they have to get press releases out, and they have to get people excited about like, what's next coming thing, up, like, that it kind of loses that, like, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard not to meta-read sometimes. And for this book, I was so meta-reading it, where it was like, this doesn't, it doesn't, it's all going to be fine. Yeah. It's all fine. Okay. Well, and, like, even if it wasn't, like, if, if Scott went the other way with it, mm-hmm. and he was like, it all got fucked, and it all died. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and the, none of the characters you like will ever return, and it's going to be <laughs> this thing. Like that would be an unsatisfying story. Oh, would be. Like it's not like I'm I'm advocating for it not to have a happy ending. Right. But like this isn't even really like a like an ending. Like it, it there. It's not a lot. There are no stakes. Mm-hmm. Like and and there's like window dressing to suggest stakes. You know, like Batman and Superman having a secret, like five issues ago mm-hmm. from Wonder Woman and then them revealing the secret being like I can never not be dark side and I'm dead and it's like who gives a shit I know what's gonna happen at the end of this and it's like <laughs> but it matters to them and they care and it's like yeah but like they're fake mm-hmm. like I'm the one reading it mm-hmm. you know I don't know it's just it's odd like the the, the, the comic is I don't think death metal will ever be able to stand on its own like, mm-hmm. I don't think Death Metal will be a book people are going to read five, ten years from now and go, like, man, can't, like, I can't even imagine what life would have been, like, what it must have been like to read right. this thing when it was coming out. Well, I, some people might, and I think it'll, it's going to read differently in trade than it will in floppies, but I don't know if it'll help or hurt it. Yeah. Because there's so many times in which a lot of sentiments are repeated in this. Yeah. And I don't know if it'll be more noticeable. Right. I do wonder how fast it will read. Because this felt like a slog at times. It did, yeah, yeah. Well, and only because like there were things that you like could feel. It wasn't even like I had advanced knowledge. It was just like mm-hmm. there were moments where you're like, none of this is gonna pay off, is it? Like Swamp Thing, Harley, and Jonah Hex, and like their little like subplot where people are like, man, I want a, I want a Jonah Hex, Harley, Swamp Thing story. Yeah, and it's not, like it's not happening. It's, not, it's, you didn't get one in this. Yeah, no, it, it's very true. It's funny. It sounds like we're ragging on. Scott, we're no, rag, we're it, rag, because like the fact is, it's like when Scott is given a story about something he really, really cares about. Like you said, like I'm sure he cared about this. I think he did. But like you know, there's a story out there where it's about a father and a daughter and like their relationship, and there just happens to be horrific supernatural beings that, in the woods. In the woods that you know, you know, up like root and destroy their family. Um, it, it is some of the best story you're going to read written yeah. by this guy. It's tight from beginning to end. 
and the ending is satisfying in its unsatisfactoriness in a way. And it's yeah. unconventionalness. Right. Uh, for what you would imagine from a Snyder story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it's this, this little world. Yeah. It's just this little concise thing mm-hmm. with this little unit. And, like, that's all we're really focused on. Right. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe much like a Tom King needs to be can like restrained 12 issues within twelve or less. issues. Maybe Scott needs to be restrained to like a here, smaller universe. Here are some some characters. Right. Just a handful of characters, and this is it. Like maybe one, two, three ish. Yeah. Just deal with them. And none of them can like move the sun. <laughs> you know, because like that's the problem is it gets too big. It just yeah. like and, and I don't know it. That's it's like it's like being mad at a kid for being too creative. He uh you know he wants to tell this story about everything, and I, I think. I think at the end of the day, Scott Snyder's in an interesting place as a writer mm-hmm. where he has gone from, like, I tell stories about little, little stories, mm-hmm. but, like, as a writer, he has gotten to the place where he's like, but it always gets bigger. Yeah. Like. Yeah, he wants to grow. He wants to, to move on from that. Well, and he's like, just his, his mind has opened up to a point where it's like, and it could get bigger and it could get. Sure. But like, like the it's like it's like an infinite frontier in its own way. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, like that's that should be commended. Yeah, and it's like maybe when it's not contingent on the future of your entire publishing line. Yeah, and it, you know you're able to like, cause I bet he could like because that's atta- like his Just League run. I was not a big fan of, and it's right. like I think it's because it was setting up this, which was setting up the next thing, and it's like if he was just able to tell. A goddamn Just League story. Like, you know what's great? The one with the fourth dimension. With, like, Mixtus Pitlick and, right, and right, Batmite. Right. It's like, it was kind of self-contained. And it was still the biggest goddamn thing ever. And it was just, and it was satisfying. Right. Um, I think when he's not, I think maybe that's why he's like, I gotta step away. Because it's like, I don't want to be responsible for the whole goddamn line. I just want to tell stories. Yeah. And it's like, that's why he's not an editor. Yeah, like, no, absolutely. I tell stories. And it's he, like, let him tell stories. He also doesn't need to prove that, like, he remembers history yeah like, like he's not one he, co- he like this character over there that like, justify his nerd cred it's okay you're, you're you're scott snyder you're right we get it you're, you're good just 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 tell the story <laughs> you know why isn't so-and-so in this because i didn't fucking want to write about that character that's why like at the end of the day that's why you created the court of owls you get a pass exactly right? <laughs> nowadays like you created the batman who laughs yeah well you I, get a I, pass. I went back to a thing i like well i like the court of owls <laughs> yeah that's that's fair but I'll bet. Well, actually, you know what? I'll bet it's neck and neck. I bet B B W L and uh, and Koo make about as much money now. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so let's talk about some books that are coming out this week. We think you should check out. Um, at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> death metal happened, and uh, it can never not happen. No, it happened forever, and you know. And I, 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 I look. I'm going to try in a year to read the whole thing again. Yeah, as a in a trade for sure. Because I will tell you this. Give it a shot. I did reread Dark Knight's Metal, like a while ago. Yeah. And I liked it more. I remember. You know what it is. I rem. I read Dark Knight's Metal like when Long it came out, ago, and that was it. Yeah. Like that's really the end of it for me, except when we did the GBU where we did the tie-ins. That right. was kind of the last touchstone for me for that universe. Yeah, I remember more things from that than this thing I've read like a month ago. Yeah, like, yeah. and I remember more positivity connected to that yeah. than to this, honestly. Yes, um, it was a strong. But like you said, give it a little time, and 
you know, like negativity no way. wanes, and maybe I just remember some of the fun. Yeah, more there's so. no way I'm going to enjoy this again. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. There's, there's nothing about this there kind of story that appeals to maybe me. Maybe that you pick up on this time. That's like true. Next time around, that you're like, oh, I didn't notice that, and I kind of dug that. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember it being like kind of sacrilegious that he used that he used dream, and now I'm kind of like, no, I like dream in this story in, in the other one. Yeah. Right, like I, what I, I almost like, wish you went a little further. That's what I didn't like about it because it just felt like a stunt, and then it was it, there was no like payoff. I wish death and like the, the endless world. I don't need the rest. It's okay. I know, but like okay. you, no I one ever it. uses I, them. I know. Well, there's a reason. I mean, they're well, they're in that Sandman series. That yeah, no one but burned, there's also but, a reason for that yeah. because there's one man who created them, and you know, he didn't want to do that anymore. That's okay. He wants to change them up and ruin okay it. But it's okay to stop. No, <laughs> but there's money to be made. <laughs> So this week, uh, when it comes to recommendations, uh, Dark Detective comes out from Future State. Mm-hmm. It's the Bruce Wayne book. Seems neat. I'll check it out. Uh, Future State Justice League. Williamson's writing it. Um, that looks very like uh, Justice League Unlimited to me. It's the end shot of Justice League Unlimited. Right? Like, I like that. So, like, I'm, like, immediately feeling connected well, to wanting to read that. And I want to see, like, what is the interaction? Like, maybe I'll like John set against the league more right 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 um i'm interested to see like the antisocialness of tim fox <laughs> against the league <laughs> a more antisocial batman yeah. how who, who could believe it um amazing spider-man also comes out 57 is going to make or break whether uh last remains is great no whether last remains is good or not that's it you were uh, so high on this. Movie. I was. And then it like, but it never really did anything. It was mm-hmm. just, it was just like, it was borderline fan service and not a lot of anything else. Right, right, right. So. There that, are, by yeah. the way, there are many future state books. There are more future state books. That are books, coming but, out, but we're not going to name them all. I, and I, I'm not going to recommend them. Um, I am going to recommend Sword Number 2. Oh my God. It's a King in Black tie-in. Yeah. I don't care. I'm still throwing it. I guess it would make sense. They He's have, invading from space. They have to. This, this, this ship is up there. <laughs> like he has to pass to. Null. Yeah. Yeah. Or Null has to pass them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Cool. But regardless, I mean, like it sucks that it's like issue two. Yeah. Issue two. Tie in. Damn it. Oh, but it is Al Ewing, and so I faith. I'm going to read this. It. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but because it is a tie-in, if you want to hold off, I get you. Like I feel right. you because it's like maybe you know you don't get you don't get the four bucks because you want to get some future state books. I understand. Yeah, totally get it. But I'm definitely gonna grab it. Uh, my future state books that I'm definitely gonna be reading that I'm gonna mention. Yeah, Superman, Wonder Woman. Just because I really want to read more of Wonder Woman, yep. Yara Floor. It is John Kent. He's got a cape on this one. Yeah. I hope he has it in the book. I. I he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't in his book. Yeah, but like here he is. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll at least check it out. I yeah. don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Give it a shot. Um, and I'm also gonna grab uh, Future State Green Lantern. Neat. Because it's John Stewart. Yeah. And he's my favorite. So yep. well, <laughs> hooray! Well, uh, the guy who's taking over for the Green Lantern book. Yeah. When Future State is over. Yeah. Loves John Stewart. Ah. And this one isn't oversized as well. It's like it's three books. It's The Last of the Lanterns, Part 1, The Book of Guy, which I probably won't read, <laughs> and The Tasking of Sector 123. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> so is that like the taking a Pelham 123? I bet it is. Maybe. It is. That one is at a 
it's exercise, so it's 48 pages. It will be a little more cover price. It looks like it's $6. So mm. make your decisions based on that. Yeah. Uh, getting back, <laughs> also featured Guy Gardner and Jessica Cruz. There's... Yay! <laughs> oh my god, wait, is that... Is that no. guy? No, is that that... that... No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay, not god. that guy. Whoever. That dog. Yeah, no. I don't remember his name I anymore. Don't re- I don't want to. It's okay. Who was the name of the dog, uh, Green Lantern, everybody? I nope. can't remember his name. Nope. From from Guy Gardner Reborn. Nope. It could be uh, him. So yeah, let me let me read the Super Chats, and then we will uh, say Happy Trails. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, there we go. Uh, Troy Harness uh, asked that. Matthew Lane. Hey, Sal. Uh, I wonder what your thoughts are on Spider-Man right now. It's not a story, uh, but I'm glad to see Bagley back. Backlash 225, hey, any thoughts on Star Wars High Republic's first issue? Didn't read it. Uh, Dan Wesley, uh, with a adorable gif. Thank you very much. I love this guy. I don't know Ooh, why. Blacklash, thank so you still fun. for the super chat. It was Nort. Thank you, J- thank you, Mustache. Uh, uh, Justin got Mustache. You can't have a whole race of beings show up at the last minute, explain why they're important, and say how they feel. That just makes me feel angry. <laughs> Good Robot Devil reference. Thank you, man. Uh, Zachary Walker, what are y'all's uh, most anticipated Infinite Frontier title? Tom Taylor's Nightwing? Um, that's, yeah, probably. It, Tom Taylor's anything. Sounds good to me. Um, I'm excited to see what Williamson's uh, going to be doing soon. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's, the, I have to look at the, at the rollout again. There you go. Uh, Hats Beetle. Hey, Silent Tiffany. I'll be watching Hi. the repeats. Got a new kitten and showed her an episode of Back Issues and it freaked her out. Oh my God. There's probably too much yelling in it, so I would. Oh, I bet it's adorable. I bet she's so cute. Yeah, right. That's my, that's my weakness. That's my kryptonite. Yes, yeah, kittens. <laughs> uh, Matt Mustache also says, oh, thank God they outsmarted the Batman who laughs a strategy and not because of a deus ex machina again. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, always that. And midi-chlorines, it's always midi-chlorines. <laughs> uh, Lawrence Perry, as a new fan, I must wonder, isn't Perpetua like the third so-called creator of the DC Universe? What about the Anti-Monitor and that dude from the Superman icon crossover? She's like a new god. Yeah, man. Uh, listen, first of all, welcome. Uh, welcome hello but also yeah uh yeah there's not only that but there's also oh what the hell's his name like uh, god yes oh the well the source yeah yeah uh also there's the watchers that they, they introduced so yeah. yeah and then you know you got the like who where do they come from who made them that's true hmm Dan Ng, I'm uh, someone who was brought back in by Rebirth and was alienated by Metal and then <laughs> Superman. Is there anything coming up to bring me back in? Uh, I uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson is going to be doing Superman, which is like bizarre. I you, would I would try that out. You could also check out the digital Super Sons run right now. If yes. like some of Rebirth brought you back in, maybe you were digging on Super Sons and like the digital Super Sons yes. is like a buck each time it comes out. Yeah. So maybe presents, if you're you. not... Um, I don't know if you read digitally or not. I think it's only available digital right now. Is, but that yeah. might be something that might interest you. It's really just, you know, kind of in between what's happening right now. Yeah. But might just be something to keep you reading DC. Agreed. Yeah. It's a good series. Uh, but yeah, uh, somebody mentioned The Presence is the name of God. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Is that what you said? Uh, no, I said The Source. That's it. It's another thing. My brain made you say The Presence. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Brain. That's <laughs> that's messed up. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you said that. No. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> but uh, listen, we're very lucky to have you all. Thank you so much yes. for watching the show. Subscribe to our channel, liking the videos, uh, everything a little bit helps. And uh, that's not one little bit at all. It's actually quite a bit. 
Yeah. Uh, so thank you all. Listen, if you're interested in getting a gift for yourself or for a loved one, you can always check out Deadpool, uh, Cooking with Deadpool from uh, Inside Editions. But listen, there's no obligation to get this. There's a promo code at the uh, top of the chat and also in the description below this video where you can pick up anything from Inside Editions. A couple of exclusions apply uh, for 35% off. Deadpool so, has some notes. To, some annotations. Some annotations to the back here. He mentioned Spidey. Oh. Because they talk about Deadpool's favorite meals, including tacos, pancakes, all that stuff, inspired by some of his closest friends. And that's where it says, like, here's looking at you, Spidey. Oh. <laughs> it's like, we are not friends. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah. Oh, there's so many chimichanga recipes. Why? <gasps> because he loves chimichangas. I, I hear that. There's a basic one. Fajita so one. So basic. Oh, a crab rangoon one, a breakfast one. Ooh. Oh. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for hanging out, everybody. We'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode. And of course, stay tuned tomorrow for Elseworlds. Joshua Williamson's coming on the show, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. That Watch is. It. You shouldn't have given this back to me. Here we go. <laughs>